0: You know, if, if you have control of the game and you have a play that you you got stashed, maybe you hold that back. But I do think it's a conversation of, you know, like where are we in the game? And by
1: showing something, <clears throat> by by not holding back and showing it, you now have to prepare for that. Right. And I can do wrinkles
0: off of it. Now that's something you might do, which is put something in that this you're not life. serious about running. Yeah. Like I always say, if I was a coach, they so never I'd run make wildcat once a week. I'd run, he'd make a deal with what?
1: You remember Princess Bride? He's like, never make a deal with a Sicilian. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, which wine has the poison? Uh-huh, yours yeah. or mine? Yeah.
0: That's got to be Nick Sirianni this week. <laughs> yeah. You never make a deal he with a Sicilian. He would be I don't think he's Sicilian, though. He's Italian. Yeah.
1: Okay. Just ask
2: his hat. Welcome to the Green Light Podcast. Thank you for stopping by. What a wonderful Freak Show Friday we have for you. Chris and Kyle in Studio J. The NFL Week 13 previews you need. We've got them all. Everything you need to know for this weekend's games. Matchups, storylines, best bets. A big 49ers-Eagles preview. We talk Packers-Chiefs. That's going to be a good one in Lambeau. We talk Broncos-Texans and what could be a preview of a wild card game this coming postseason. We also did our Spotify wrap. We talk our first 15, Kyle went to the zoo. And we have a little fun at the end. We rate some of the best plays in NFL history. Are they overrated or underrated? We would go back through Julian Edelman's catch, the Music City Miracle, Beastquake, Dwight Clark's The Catch. We go through a good number of plays. Chris and Kyle stamp them overrated or underrated. you want to stay around for that. You'll hear first our Thursday Night Time Machine, Makin sent in his score so you'll get that right after the music and then we'll get into our previews y'all enjoy
0: going to tell you what it
3: is right now. Let's hear
0: it. It's 27-14 Dallas Cowboys.
2: Covering the
3: spread. Covering the spread. All right. So I, got
2: you, ti- I got them tied into multiple teasers. 27-14 Cowboys for Chris. 27-20 Cowboys for Chris. Perfect. I like so that, you're, you're in a good spot. He's putting me
0: in a good spot, um, man. I'm running away with Thursday night time machines. All right, dude, you got your Spotify wrapped. Uh, you don't even know about this thing, huh?
1: I've seen it before. I've done it before, but it's been a few years. Everybody's it. I know it's big. I see it all over.
0: Dad, last night, because we had that uh, charity event at, uh, at my mom and dad's house. Thank you to my mom and dad nice event. for hosting. Really nice event. Um, but dad walks up to me and he's like, hey, congratulations. I was like, what's up? He's like, number one podcast. And I'm like, yeah, no, number one podcast for like Stop. Brent from Denver. Uh, that's the way the Spotify rap thing worked. Dad, Dad
1: had never seen it.
0: No, he was like, "What's that thing mean?" Then I was like, "He
1: was like, I just got a list of top five. It was yeah, uh, it was Wolf Blitzer, yeah, and it was you." He, he was
0: like, "Man, you beat out Joe Rogan, Doctor
1: Carlson." <laughs> no. I'm just kidding. No,
0: yeah, yeah, no. So your Spotify rap, which could. Have,
1: yeah, it could be indicative. Okay, of some so things. so go
0: ahead and you you see this little red thing here. Yep, I got to open it. Okay. You got to hit it, and don't have your okay, your so volume my, too loud.
1: I've got my. So I'm okay, gonna so you it. just read my us. Volume's at a mid level here. Read us
0: every slide, your if you
1: 2023 will. Twenty twenty three, wrapped.
0: Yep, you got it.
1: Taylor Swift. Is that
0: Taylor Swift? Taylor
1: Swift.
0: <laughs> okay, don't. Hello, Kyle. Next. Yeah, read. The, you got to. 2023 was a feast for your ears. I listened ears. to
1: 120 genres. Chris.
0: Okay, that's good. Keep it going. How did you... We've got... What's your listening place? This is really interesting. So you listen a lot like people in this place. Bozeman. Hmm. Oh. Okay. Bo- Bozeman, Montana. What was yours? I'll tell you in a second.
1: I played 4185 songs. Including the
0: Paw Patrol song, or what is the, that? The Bluey, uh, Bluey. song. Bluey. It's good. We got Taylor Swift and the Bluey theme song.
1: My kid likes Taylor Swift and Bluey. Sure. Oh, Laney Wilson.
0: Oh, this is what you played the most, Laney Wilson, huh?
1: Hold is on. You? My top songs Bluey, Heart Like a Truck, Kind of Love We Make, Luke Holmes, Rich Flex, Drake 21 Savage, Motorcycle Drive By, Zach Bryan. What else do I have? Keep it going. Yeah, I'm just waiting here. I got to click it. Oh, Luke Combs.
0: You listen to 75,000 minutes of music. That's pretty good.
1: I listen to white noise on Spotify every night. So that it helps. My, yeah. My
0: <laughs> <laughs> you should try brown noise, dude. Last I, year, or I, last
1: I re- year I was the like in the top zero zero one percent of white noise. Listening.
0: You're really doing white noise? Yeah, it's Just you should shut. Try, all try, fuck- try brown noise, dude. I do. Bo- I do. Okay, right. I
1: do a few options. Green noise. Brown noise is softer.
0: Green noise is pretty good too.
1: I peaked on August third. On August third, I listened to. Hold on. I got to get this.
3: You listen to 75,000 minutes? That's 52 days. August 3rd,
1: 779 minutes.
0: I don't even know how that's possible.
3: I wonder where I was August 3rd.
0: I think you were in Montana. You're right.
1: 2,349 artists this year.
0: Who's your number one? Luke Combs. Luke Combs!
1: I'm a top 2%. and I spent 1,784 minutes
0: with Luke Combs. Ride or die.
1: I couldn't get enough of the kind of love we make. My wife and I love this song. Really? So. It's a good song. We went and saw him in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. It was a lightning storm and a rainstorm. Like, yeah. horrible. And yeah. he just went out and kept playing. Oh,
0: that's sick, dude.
1: He was like, they're going to have to call the police to get me out of here. For all
0: the new country guys, I actually respect Luke Combs. Seems like Number Drake, two, Drake. Drake, number two.
1: Okay, and then I got Sturgill. Sturgill. And then I got Zach Bryan. Morgan Wallen.
0: Top artists. Yeah, hold up. Somebody's on the other line. That's this is up. great. I like this. Mm-hmm.
1: Do I answer it? Yeah, pick it up. Hello?
0: Oh, it's Luke Combs thanking you. What's up, guys?
1: Luke here. Luke <laughs> <Lose> Combs <laughs> on the Greenlight Podcast. Uh, that's
0: pretty cool. Welcome him to the show, Kyle. Turn it up. Talking to the mic. You guys
1: <laughs> listening to my music. Um, had a super crazy year this year. Went all over the world. Had yeah, kid. you were in Virginia um, a lot. So thank you guys so much for sticking it out with me. Uh, looking forward so much to next year. Uh, Hope me to too. You guys well, Luke's on. Thank I you. didn't get one of
0: these from my top artist. That's great.
1: I'm a great listener. Okay. Thirty-eight, uh, almost thirty-nine thousand minutes with podcasts. Rogan, Tim Dillon, Matt and Shane's Andrew Lux, or Andrew Schultz flagrant and the Greenlight Pod.
0: Nice. That's good.
1: I listen to a lot of YouTube.
0: Movies. Oh, I hear something, Kyle. Alright, turn the music the down lights. now. Turn the music down a little bit now. Okay.
1: So what is this?
0: I don't know what's I don't know what how they're gonna finish this.
1: The way you listen this year makes you a hero. Anti hero. Oh uh, the Taylor Swift. That's thing. good.
0: I could have guessed some of these, dude, was, except for your shapeshifter is what they call you. Oh my god. Okay. That was fun. That's In, it. Indeed it was. Well, that's okay. good. All right, and then well, you see, can go. My
1: top song is the Bluey theme song. Though. I know. <laughs> All
0: right, you ready, Kyle? That's my takeaway.
1: Okay. I don't this remember is how It's going to be just... a yeah. very obscure experience.
0: No. It's pretty predictable, I think. Any hey, any any predictions here? Uh, Reed?
2: I I think that the I I I, we know where the location is. Okay, we'll see. (laughs) All right, is it Bozeman as well? (laughs) Save it. Ooh, little, little,
0: little. Van Morrison. I don't even know that. Purple Heather, one of the best songs of all time. Okay. Oh, sounds like a good. The amazing rhythm aces are popping up. Sturgill. Okay, hold on. All right, let's see. Let's see what city matches up for me, Kyle. Shut the fuck Bozeman out. dude so I was, did you Bozeman? get Bozeman i, too? I got so See, i was they're texting with pitch, my buddies they're pigeonholing yeah.
2: montana must have spent trap. hella advertising money with spotify yes. this year cuz i was people texting people with my buddies one guy sent yo i got Bozeman and then i sent mine and then two other guys sent Bozeman they had Bozeman. the ad money in with they spotify. had the ad you know money what i
1: actually it, it was actually boston mine yeah <laughs> okay
0: we dropped kick murphy okay so here we go yeah yeah number 1 song Aretha and Dwayne.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh,
0: this I, is from Dwayne Allman, an anthology volume I don't two. Know this, it ain't fair. One of the greatest songs of all time. Played it sixty-three times this year. I had room in my heart for more than one favorite. You romantic, you. Oh, Chris. Okay, my top songs. Number one, Dwayne and Aretha. Number two, Freeborn Man. Tony Rice. Joseph's Dream, John Hartford, twenty-four hours at a time, always. I don't even know these people. And then Phases and Stages by Willie Nelson.
1: It all sounds great. I will give you that.
0: Okay, hold on.
1: Your rap sounds less like a kid's song than mine does.
0: I listened for eighty-eight thousand minutes, sixty-one days. Those okay. numbers. Nineteen hundred artists. One artist came out on top, Kyle.
1: Yeah, of course. This is the only non surprise <laughs> on the list. Willie
3: Nelson.
0: <laughs> Willie
1: Nelson the point, coming
0: in. Top 0.05%. Um, top oh, oh 0.05. Yeah, wow. top 0.05.
1: That's bigger than my 2% Luke
0: Holmes. Yeah, I'm listening to 4, 4X Willie, and I didn't even get a video from Willie. Uh, spent 2,524 minutes listening to You're Willie Nelson. You a joint
1: in the mail. Yeah.
0: Couldn't get enough of Time of the Preacher. Okay, we have some Tyler. Some special uh, number one is Willie Nelson, peak listening month May. Makes a lot of sense. It's getting warm out. I'm yeah, outside man. smoking pot. What's I
3: doing
1: on
0: Riding Down the river? river. Okay, number two, Grateful Dead peaks in August, which makes a lot of sense. Grateful Dead's a summertime band, Absolutely. dude, in my opinion. Tyler, number three, listened in March, because that album came He's out so in March. Good. And then four, and my kids love Tyler. Guy Clark. Listen to a lot of Guy Clark. No my- idea. Oh.
1: Oh, you would, Kyle. You'd Kyle. love. Sorry. I'm gonna make you'd you a love. Guy Clark everything playlist. that I get from you guys is really good. Yeah,
0: but and then the last one is the Almond Brothers band. This October, I just went on a tail uh, tear with the Almond Brothers, <clears throat> top artists: Willie, Grateful Dead, Tyler, Guy Clark, Almond Brothers. Yes, I've been told I'm a great listener, and my <laughs> green, number Greenlight Pod is the Greenlight Pod because you know I gotta I gotta check our work sometimes. Uh, one moment, please. I can't though.
1: listen to my voice. I can't I think anybody, I can't anybody can. Either. So that was
0: illuminating, Kyle. We got some good taste in music. Kyle, Guy Clark, you would love the cape and the guitar.
1: Okay, the so cape the, like, uh, like Cape Hatteras or cape like cape like cape?
0: Kyle, I'm going to play you. I'm going to get you a playlist yeah. of Guy Clark. Really? I was listening to it on our trip down to, uh, where were we as a family? We went down and uh, vacation
1: the, in, Somewhere in the deep blue yonder.
0: Where was it? In the Caribbean. Was it? Well, what island? No clue. My kids know because they had a book report this year, like a report where they had to draw like their favorite thing that happened last year. Uh-huh. And they drew that whole vacation, including the last night when their the neighbors had a fireworks show on and and a palm tree set on fire in front of our villa. Windy and, night. And it was windy. It was like the worst time to have your rich kid have fireworks at a. Like, these are the type of kids you deal with in the Caribbean. Not my kids though. We wouldn't do any bullshit like this. But the front yard is like on fire and kyle poor kyle he's got the baby upstairs he's got kate upstairs you know it's like an echoey house with like uh we tile ju- floors. okay
1: so anybody with a new kid and chris has been there i've been there you put the you put the kid down and you're in a foreign land trying to in a different sleep environment you get the baby in the crib you shut the door and you look at your significant other and you just go like this you're like yeah, I just hope it's gonna be. And then all of a sudden, what's the next thing I hear? Boom! Right out front, mm-hmm. of, on the beach, in front of our place, and it's just you know bad timing, right? <laughs> Kyle. And then the fireworks stop, and then we're like, okay, great. The baby's gonna go back to sleep. The baby's screaming, obviously. Yeah. And it's not like that ever. The baby yeah. sleeps great at home. Next thing you know, knock on our door. There's a fire.
0: <laughs> okay, so there's a fire, and this is the right. Uh, Reed. This, <laughs> is <Reed. laughs> this is the funniest. So so, I knew there was a fire because I'm sitting down outside, like like on, under the patio on the porch, and I see the fire. Saw the rocket hit the tree, and I'm like, "This isn't good." And <laughs> and of course, like immediately, my dad's like, "I can put it out," and you know he thinks he's um, you know it's Jesse from Firestorm. from Firestorm, and then. You know, genetics kick in, and Kyle runs downstairs. Kyle, when there's, like, a disaster, he just runs fast. He <laughs> runs downstairs. His both hands are out. He's looking both ways. He's like, fire, fire! <laughs> like, the fire is 50 yards away. It's like in a palm tree, right? At that point, I was like, where's my passport? There's smoke We're everywhere. Genetic. Kyle goes, give me my fucking passport. <laughs> We're out of here. <laughs> he snatches his whole family up. They leave the villa. I don't know where they're going. Kyle's, a golf cart. Kyle thinks he's going to go somewhere. There's nowhere to go. We're on an island. I'm just sitting in there waiting out the smoke. I saw boats. I knew
1: I could get one. So. A craft of some sort. So three Three hours. Two hours later, Kyle goes back with the baby
0: when the smoke's clear. But Waylon drew the whole vacation, including the fire. And like you (laughs) running.
1: Hopefully there was some good, some good pages to the. Yeah,
0: it was good and he's we an artist too but that's where I, I was listening to guy i,
1: I have art from whalen in my house actually yeah he's like, a great he's artist like a gal a gallery artist. also i
0: want to shout out whalen i got his uh, we got parent teacher conferences coming up this friday and this is how you know this kid's smart you know i got his report card too which was actually pretty good surprisingly mm-hmm. like i just didn't think i would have a hand in making two good students is it Free, just grades or Luke, is it like Luke, comments it's like one through three with comments okay like he's really good at school Any interesting comments no, just that he needs to work on um like like dealing with losses on the playground. Mm. He's he, he's yeah, very he's a competitive. He's yeah, a he's a dog. And like Sometimes Luke, you gotta put the dog
1: away. I yeah.
0: <laughs> and Luke, Luke, on the other hand, he's the guy that's scoring a bunch of goals, but but they made a point to say he passes to the other kids that don't get See, to score goals. He stays great. around, he cleans up after the teacher and after the other kids. And he's uncomfortable with praise. Okay, but Waylon came home last night and he said, Hey mom, uh I'm just gonna be honest. I know you have parent teacher conferences coming up Friday. And uh, if I'm being honest, my behavior has been a little out of sorts at school. (laughs) And he said, uh,
3: (laughs) Very professional. So
0: he's really got this thing down because, like, everybody knows when you're a kid, especially if you got like a big dad. Uh,
1: I never knew, I never remember Oh, I knew I was exactly. so dumb, I, I knew. just <laughs> didn't even know you think I knew when the report cards were coming home, like I was smart enough to steal them before the parents could get them, like I was just fucked either way, well
0: there were ways to get around it before, you know, like uh, you could I don't know, disconnect the phone or you know, like you're I just still stalling. leave an email, but uh, yeah, you're stalling. You're just buying yourself a couple more weeks.
2: I remember I handed mine to my dad one time, <laughs> but I kept my finger over the one bad grade. Did you really? Yeah, I kept it in my hand, and he was like, "What are you doing with your finger?" And I was like, "Oh, damn, he got me." I thought that was good. And it was like damn, one was of the good. middle rows. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was, yeah, like yeah. it was just like a random. Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's how you sneak <laughs> your butt into like a football stadium or a concert when you when you hold your phone. You take your Altoid box full of joints. And you put it in your palm and put the phone over it. Uh, it's like that with the report card. Wow. It actually works pretty well. I just learned something. Yeah. See, Kyle. All right. So first fifteen, Kyle. You went to a zoo today. I don't know if you snuck any weed in there.
1: Yeah. It was a. It was an awesome day. It was hot uh, box in the penguins. You know, I just learned a life hack, Chris. If you want to just have the zoo to yourself, go during the winter on a nice day, because nobody, nobody in the right mind goes to the zoo in the winter time. I'm surprised the animals were fucking out. Yeah, right. But, exactly. Uh, but they were. They were out in numbers. We went down to the Metro Richmond Zoo, and at first, you know, we went last year. My first thought when we were planning that trip was, I hate zoos. I would hate to be an in a animal zoo. in the zoo. Yeah. And like I still feel that way when I go there. But these are animals—the animals that have been rescued from terrible conditions—all uh, over the southeast. So they they relocate them, and they have, uh, you know, they have inclo- not enclosures, but they have like acreage. Each each one of these animal groups. Yeah. It's not just like they have little them It's not like prison cell. Yeah, yeah. It's like the wolves have like a proper wolf area. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, the coolest thing is when my daughter proper who, wolf area. Their my, range my daughter's is
0: 19, hundreds of miles. My daughter's, <laughs> in 19, but
1: that's why I hate zoos. Yeah, but they're not in a box.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, not they They have,
1: a they've got like a big hillside and grass, and they're expanding there at the Metro Richmond Zoo. I, I don't want to just yeah. dog them because they take care of all these. Crazy, no pun intended. There's crazy animals there. Yeah. Like Frankie, my daughter is unbelievable, and she like memorizes all these animals like every kid. You know, yeah. she's a genius. Uh, but she goes to the zoo and she's pointing out all these animals and she is so stoked. I saw her jaw drop like a dozen times. I've yeah. never seen that. Yeah. She was like, maybe I need to giraffe. my kids to the zoo. Giraffe. I mean, it's a field trip. I took them to safari. It's an hour park. and a half trip. Yeah. Um, and we, we picked her up and took her during her nap time. We drove. So she slept the whole way. It was awesome. What's was your favorite animals. animal you saw? My favorite. I mean, the giraffe was pretty awesome. The wolves were really spectacular. Yeah. Uh, I would say that it's always interesting to see the different types of monkeys. And uh, <laughs> yeah. for whatever reason, in my brain, I think of like three different types of monkeys. I think like. Uh, chimpanzees, like orangutans and uh, gorillas, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. But there's like a dozen that you see when you're there, and they're all minor different. Some are white.
0: And, Howler monkeys, colobus monkeys. Yeah, they're they're fascinating. You know,
1: there was one that was sitting in the windowsill, just thinking and looking at Frankie like this. Yeah. And I went and sat next to him in the windowsill. Yeah. And then he he leaned over to me and was thinking to me mm-hmm. for a minute. Uh, it's just. Animals, dude. I, I mean, we know dogs, we know cats, we see cows. Uh, people hunt deer, uh-huh. but when you see wild animals there, like I, the cheetahs, or like the cheetah puppies that they have, I don't even know if they're yeah. puppies, but yeah, cheetah, baby cheetahs. I think
0: that's what they call them.
1: I just, I'm, I'm fascinated with it, and I could understand why people would devote their lives to taking care of these animals because there's so many species that aren't going to be around for our grandkids yeah. to see. And there are people trying to harbor the, uh, you know, they're trying to get it going. Yeah. Trying to get these Oh, yeah, they're trying to get these things. And gals. Yeah. Hurry up. Together. Yeah. And take care of the ones that they have. You
0: just can't take these animals home.
1: But you can't, unfortunately, you can't release these animals back into the wild.
0: I would like a zoo where it's like a blockbuster video. Mm -hmm. What do you you mean by that? You could check an animal out. (laughs) What do you mean? Okay. You know? I mean, it'd be cool.
1: You can own you a wild a animal in 12 states without a...
0: I know, it's fucked up. It's fucked without up. Without
1: any registration. That's
0: when people get eaten by these Komodo dragons, and every time they think that the Komodo dragon is their friend.
2: Texas, good for
1: jury.
0: You know what
2: I mean? I'm like, every time. Well, how about the snake owners? Every time they're like, oh, let me let that snake sleep in my bed. Snakes are in the Bible, dude.
1: Yeah. Okay. They're the enemy.
0: Yeah.
2: It is every every single legs. Every single villain in every single piece of media ever has a snake associated with and it. And it
0: makes sense. Yeah. It makes sense. Get him out of here. Kyle's a big zoo guy. Um I need to get to a zoo, Kyle.
2: It was fun
1: though, and nobody was there, bro.
0: You know where it was a the zoo? There was Kyle? a guy by
1: himself. You know, I saw him like five times. I was a little concerned. <laughs> I'm glad I went.
0: You, is that a code break to go to a zoo solo?
1: He was like 65. No,
0: if I'm 65, you know. But
1: he was like a young 65. Like he was trying to get active. He was trying to get active out there? Yeah, Aiden. He was trying <laughs> what does that mean? Uh, uh, he just seemed like he was on the prowl. It yeah. seemed like he doesn't know what Tinder is. You yeah. know what I
0: mean? he's <laughs> so going he just to this goes zoo to the zoo. So is yeah, that yeah. a bottom five place to pick up <laughs> chicks, the zoo? <laughs> Because there's like no single chicks at the zoo.
2: I always go with a family. Maybe you know, he was looking for
0: animals,
1: dude. Yeah. He knows there's some female only exhibits.
0: Yeah. That's interesting, Kyle. Yes. Animals, indeed. I like Kyle. On the zoo. That's good. That's a good first 15 right there. Kyle, mine's about football. Okay. We talked last week about missing football. Mm-hmm. Okay. I saw a video this week that is probably my favorite sports video I've seen all year. And yeah, I'm biased, but I also have been through this thing. And. I showed you the video, it was Jason Kelsey <laughs> and Jalen Hurts watching Jake Elliott make that field goal at the end of regulation. And I saw it at 10 at night the other night and I, it really kind of hit me hard. Like you asked what, what I missed about football, I missed that right there. I missed that moment um, and it doesn't have to be Philly, Kyle. Like, we both played in situations on the road, uh, hostile environments, Seattle for me like every year. It'd be same story. You know, we'd be in the game, some backbreaking turnover. The place is going fucking nuts. It's pandemonium. You can't hear. You and me. We can't even have a conversation. It's a
1: peak version of that. We
0: get off the bench and just put our fucking helmets on and go in, and you try to exert your will in a situation that's going to demand every ounce of your will, and there's no guarantee that it doesn't chew you up and spit you out.
1: Have you seen For the Love of the Game? No. With I've, Kevin Costner, awesome. I've seen Chris, it. Awesome movie. Chris, yeah, yeah. You give me good recommendations yeah. all the time. I'm giving you one right now. Yeah. Kevin Costner, for the love of the game, there's a, Matt says it sucks. There's a sequence. There's a sequence in particular in the movie called "Clear the Mechanism." Yeah. That, yeah. that he performs. That is a great scene. When he's yeah. pitching. Yeah. yeah. And he looks around, and he's like looking at the runner on uh, between second and third. The crowd going mm-hmm. crazy. It's just like, mm-hmm. and then
3: all of a sudden it's just the catcher and him and the batter. Yeah, mm-hmm. but why is an ace pitcher operating a saw like that in winter? Yeah, it because he's a real man. He's got to get that he he's got to get the, he had an cut. In the
1: movie, a non-baseball injury.
0: But the bottom line is like Kyle in those moments and you know exactly what I'm talking about like that's what being truly alive is mm-hmm. to me. And like I've had a different experience, you know, like and how many athletes, how many human beings period can say they've felt that, like that very specific thing. You're going to an overtime football game, it's raining, 90 plus plays on defense, you are pushed to the limit. And that moment on Sunday afternoon where more people are watching this game than any game since when, I don't know, they came out with it, it was like the highest rated game. In the last 25 years. In the last 25 years, that's insane. Like everybody's watching you. And it's not just the attention, Kyle, it's looking around at the spectacle and saying like, I am in the spectacle and like I can affect 70,000 people. I can cha- or I can have good or bad mm-hmm. an impact on this spectacle, and it's just fucking nuts, Kyle. I don't even think human beings are like evolved to feel that kind of thing. Like uh, two million years ago, I was walking around on my fucking knuckles, dude. Mm. And now I'm like running around in front of 70,000 people, there's people chasing me, it's raining, everything's on the line, stress, whole bunch of strangers are gonna watch you succeed or fail in the next 15 minutes, and like, you just put your fucking helmet on and go. And that feeling of like, fuck it. And I look at you, and you look at me, and we're like, my back is against the wall, but you don't even have to say anything. And watching that that video, Jalen Hurts, is just shaking his head in disbelief. There's no reaction. That's the most emotion actually I've seen Jalen Hurts yeah, show this seriously. season. And Jason Kelsey on the other split, split screen, he looks crazy. Mm-hmm. His eyes are, cause he just had the false starts. And he's like, is this gonna be my fault? Yep. And he's watching that kick and his eyes go. And then, and then it turns to disbelief and like anger, and I'm gonna and go take where it out the on these motherfuckers. My where's helmet? my helmet? Yeah. Where's my helmet? It's that, o-
1: it always ends in where's my helmet. That's
0: the feeling that I miss. Like where the fuck is my helmet? Just put your fucking helmet out on. Get out on the field. Like those I, are the moments where I it doesn't that. hurt to put
1: your helmet on. Yeah. It's the only moment in football where it doesn't hurt to put your helmet on. Is those big moments where you throw that thing on with so much conviction, and you know that you you're going out there to
0: whatever happens. You're happens. doing
1: a mission, and it, whether it. You know, we're going to do this whether it's good or
0: bad. Yeah, like there's no going back, man. You know, the thing, like when I said this last week, to let you in on what I told the Virginia guys. Because if you're thinking about like what to tell a young football player in a situation like that, I think the, my favorite saying in football and in sports in general is burn the ships, mm-hmm. dude. It's like, that's the only attitude you can have in that situation. When you run that boat up on shore, we light that motherfucker on fire, whatever happens happens, there's no coming back. Mm-hmm. And that feeling when you cross that threshold and go out on that field in a situation like that, you cannot replicate that. And honestly, the reason I wrote some of these feelings out, it was like cathartic for me was, I was sitting there at 10:30 at night and I talked to Kelsey a couple weeks ago and you know, like being that old in the NFL, as great as he's playing, Every day I know Hurts. Mm -hmm. You know, nothing's new anymore. He's been there. I talk about the Eagles have already died. Like, they lost the Super Bowl last year. The journey that these guys have been on over the last five to six years, the guys that have been there through the whole thing, is pro sports legend. Mm -hmm. You know, like, to have a team that sticks together and gets to different championship games over a five, six, seven-year period, like, that's rare. And to have a couple of those guys still together. So, like, I'm always encouraging Jason when I can to, like, Appreciate the moment. And I know that even in that moment he's super upset and that's the reason I didn't send the text. But what I wanted to say to Jason was, man, like, I don't get this anymore. Mm. I'm a guy watching YouTube right now. Yeah, You're gonna be a guy watching YouTube. Enjoy every fucking second of it, good or bad, because that's what being alive is, dude. It's being out there on the field and putting your chips on the table and saying whatever happens, happens. In front of millions of strangers and people that don't give a fuck about you the only guys that matter are the guys that you turn to before you run on the field and put that helmet on and say, you get me, I get you, we've been here, let's go do it. And that's what that team's about to me. And I don't think it's just the Eagles. You know, I've been on other teams where I feel this, but like watching these games now with with playoff football, we're staring down the barrel of it. This is where I start to miss football. Brandon and
1: Graham, what do you say? You must not know Jalen Hurts like a
0: After J- that, After that field you goal, not know. <laughs> he goes to Deion Dawkins. Buddy, he,
1: when he stopped and started yeah. his sentence, yeah. <laughs> it was like.
0: Or the he, coin flip.
1: He's the funniest yeah. motherfucker on the field. He's don't hilarious.
0: Matter. They win the coin flip. He's like, don't matter. And and it's that that, was just
1: good shit talk. The you don't you must not know and then stopping, hitting him, yeah, and then restarting his sentence. That's brilliant.
0: But it's it's not just that team, it's not just this moment. That was just one that I felt that moment in that stadium Mm -hmm. and the gravity of the situation can crush people. But it felt
1: like Slim Reaper, Grim Reaper game. Yeah, it did like, you know, moment.
0: The bills, the bills are the bills are at death's door.
1: And the only reason I bring that up for the audience is because Chris was at that game yeah. at Arrowhead, yeah, and got to see like a team that was had to figure it out in the moment and yeah. shut out the noise, yeah. Um, and that's what that's what the Eagles. Do. I mean, Jalen is built for this, yeah. right? That's what I was tweeting uh, a couple of days ago, and I got some flack for it being supportive of God forbid a quarterback from
0: another from another team. team. Yeah, um, can't do that. Can't do that. Um, but, yeah, I just saw that video, and that's the, like, we talked about missing football. Like it's I, real. I missed it for two hours before I went to bed.
1: See, and I miss fucking around with my teammates all week. See,
0: it's funny, because you <laughs> say all that, and you're like, I don't like the games. That's Games, nar- games.
1: Uh, well, you and I both know it's the scariest thing in the world to do, other than, obviously, a few jobs that we don't have to name. But yeah. I would say that football is at the top of that list. Of the
0: recreational things that yes. people do um, for a living. So,
1: know? the night before, the, the not day The non-essential things. It is uh brutal on your nervous system you yeah know what i mean yeah no i know uh, not only before the games during the games and then after the games like you're almost sitting there shell-shocked in your living room until 3 a.m after some of these games and in
0: my drafts kyle in my text whether you said, took
1: hits to the head or not yeah just your body is like high I, octane i
0: sent. I, I almost sent this to him i said just be happy you're waking up sore it's better than waking up stiff yeah because that's where I am now, you know? Like, I I hurt myself playing flag football last week with a bunch of kids, like, my shoulder shot. You know, like, I remember getting out of bed and not being able to walk, but knowing that, like, I'm gonna be back in six days. And just be thankful that you get out of bed on a Monday like that after you play 90 snaps. It's fun to know what you're made of. And that's why, like, certain things, like, you know, a stupid pumpkin float or, mm-hmm. you know, going to climb killy or some shit that you might do that, yeah. that tests you like
1: game till three in the morning.
0: Yeah. You're still getting those feelings, but it's never this. it's not the same as doing it with these guys. And so I missed football when I saw that.
1: God, there's nothing like it.
0: This podcast is brought to you by cash app, the all-in-one app for spending, sending, and setting easy to track savings goals with multiple tools for saving, spending, and sending cash app, is an all-in-one way to stay in control of your money. Whether I need to send money to my pumpkin grower, pay for anything related to floating the river, quickly pay back a buddy for a night out on the town, or settle a bet, I can always count on Cash App. With security, boosts, discounts, a free-to-order debit card, no overdraft fees, Cash App is like a BFF for your money. It can be your read. Read's my BFF in the studio. Cash App, the exclusive financial... Services partner of Greenlight. Download it in the App Store or Google Play to see why it's the number one finance finance app in the U.S. App Store. Game day is the perfect pizza day. So make Little Caesars, the official pizza sponsor of the NFL, part of your game day. Order online during our Pizza Pizza pregame, one hour before and three hours after NFL kickoffs. Plus, all day Sunday to have your NFL game day covered. Choose your favorite Little Caesars pizza or pick the toppings you crave. It's a pizza, pizza win. And speaking of winning, everyone scores with convenient delivery or our in-store pizza portal pickup. So grab some friends, order your Little Caesars, and enjoy during the games.
3: All right, so we got our... Previews today. We got three categories: top tier, mid tier, low tier. We were going to go with best injured athlete performance. Any ideas for top tier?
0: Kyle, this is my. Uh, Mine's Kirk Gibson. Oh, right? Kirk. Oh,
3: yeah. I mean, who could forget Kirk Gibson?
0: I couldn't even believe what you saw. I, I don't. I don't even know what I saw.
1: Yeah. I, don't know. I like two
3: bum knees, World Series off Eckersley, full count. It was. It was crazy. Prime
0: white guy. Prime white guy baseball from the yeah. '70s. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Prime mustache, yeah. white guy. Everybody that can't run. Like a porn star. Um, okay, so I got Kirk Gibson number one.
1: Okay, so do I get to do a top tier now as well? Sure. Yeah. Well, this has got to be uh, Madden's Greg Jennings playing on a broken leg. <laughs> yeah. He put the fucking team on his back. No. It's got to be the best.
0: Injury performance Let's step inside the mind of a Greg Jennings. <laughs> I still do that. Oh, yeah. Just, just like in random situations? Yes. You had to be there, That's Kyle. The, some of these young kids, they don't know what that was about. They don't before know, they're memes, on roadblocks. Before Waffle Fries guy, before Vine, you had Greg Jennings on Madden. Totally How about a mid-tier? mid tiers Willis Reed. Okay, I'm a Knicks fan. Love the Willis Reed thing. But what they don't tell you about Willis Reed is – He scored four points in that game. Yeah, in my mind's eye,
3: as a kid growing up and seeing that footage, I thought Willis Reed dropped 40 on those guys. Uh, The story is that he inspired them to greatness, but really uh, Earl Monroe had a great game.
1: My mid-tier is going to be Tiger Woods winning the U.S. Open with a broken leg.
0: 2008? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good, Kyle. Uh, Because at the end (laughs) of the day, it is golf. okay. And my bottom tier is uh, Chris Long playing on a fucking surgically repaired ankle In 2014 just ruining my this is the worst injury this is the worst injury performance hey yeah they're really gonna respect me if I do this (sighs) you know everybody's calling me a coward in the building can't even run they got me out there I remember I saw uh, Earl Thomas at a at a party or something and uh, this was a couple years later he was like see long man you were a dog I'm still playing at this Mm -hmm. point he's like you were a dog bro when you were healthy, and I was like, <laughs> Jesus, you remember 2014? I didn't think anybody saw that. Yeah. I'm just dragging that cinder block around. Yeah, that
1: just—I just like looked inward for a second after you said that about yeah. all the times, that all the I times you played, played like hurt. Shit, hurt.
0: I mean, this was bad, bad. I mean, if they don't remember that, do you, do they? I, if I ever show yeah, you this do. tape, it's bad, Kyle. I've got some of that. It's as well. really bad. I hope we never. Now, I would put Chris Long on a high ankle in two t- contract year, getting 13 buckets in the top tier with Kirk Gibson uh, to make it fair. But 2014 was a bad year for your boy. Let's Not start with the Kirk Gibson games.
1: Kirk, Gif- Kirk Gibson slash Greg Jennings game.
0: There's only – yeah, right, exactly. There's only one game that you can start this conversation with, and yep. that is Niners-Eagles. In this game, Kyle, it's spicy. You know, like last year, I think the Niners felt like they should have won that game because Brock got hurt in the whole thing. And my argument was always, you can't really say you should have won the game. It's not like Brock stubbed his toe walking in the stadium. He got fucking killed by the D-line because you couldn't protect him. Yeah, Hassan Reddick ended his day. Okay, I mean, it's not like you go out there to hurt people, but once you take a quarterback out of the game, to the victor goes the spoils, and they just pounded the ball on these guys. And I think one of the biggest things for the Niners coming out of that game was – you know, um, they got picked on inside. Kenlaw got picked on. He went for. He was riding public transportation the whole day. He was on SEPTA the whole day. SEPTA is the public transportation up that Connor Barwin used to ride. Okay. Kenlaw was riding public transportation, and I knew coming out of that game, the first thing they were going to do was rectify that situation. You hear about people making moves in division all the time to counter a player in yeah, division.
1: Yeah, we're built for them.
0: This is what they had to do. We're going to see the Eagles again. This is going to be a couple-year thing. Let's go get Javon Hargrave, who is a, a subtraction with the Eagles. Now, of course, they replaced him with studs inside and Jalen Carter, who should make uh, he should make me whole on that defensive rookie of the year bet. Uh, but the bottom line is, whether it's Debo talking about Bradbury or just the general sense of, hey, we should have won this game last year. This is going to be spicy. It's going to be chippy. I cannot wait to see this game. Kyle, I think the biggest factor in this game is the Eagles' fatigue. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying they're going to lose the game. I'm not ready to pick this game. Uh, But if
1: you don't think that's a factor?
0: But it's a factor. You're wrong. Okay. So the Eagles uh, kind of getting fucked by the schedule makers playing two teams that consecutively have 10 days rest in a row. OK, so you're looking at San Francisco. They haven't played since Thanksgiving. Eagles went out there and played 90-plus plays on defense Sunday. And then next week, they get the Cowboys off of playing Seattle, who's not a really physical team. You got 10 days off of that. And then I just found out the Eagles got flexed to Monday night uh, the following week against the Seahawks. And you could look at that as a positive because you get a little, a little more rest off this gauntlet. But again, we were talking about the magnitude of that game and that kick. Think about losing that game and then having to go into this gauntlet with San Francisco breathing down your neck. You're trying to win home field advantage. So I I went back and looked. Coming off of overtime, there have been one, two, three, uh, four, including the Eagles' last week game, overtimes this year. Okay, week one, Buffalo and the Jets. The very next week, uh, the Jets, who won that game, got jumped by the Cowboys. Early, they were out of it, the whole thing. They started slow. Buffalo found themselves down 7-0 at home against the Raiders. Now, they blew them out, but it was a bit of a sluggish start. Week four, Washington and Philadelphia go toe-to-toe. They go to overtime. Philly starting slow against the Rams the very next week. Now, they stuck the landing in the second half and pulled away. Washington, you'll remember this, Kyle, that week, down 27-3 to Chicago, okay, uh, in a primetime game. Okay, that was that's a, a fun night. That was the fun, DJ Moore yeah. night. Fun for you, not fun for an underbetter in primetime, but you can't win them all. Week eight, the Giants and the Jets. The Giants found themselves down 24-0 the next week to the Raiders, and the Jets were down 14-0 in the first quarter to the Chargers and then lost 27-6. So the point is, I'm not saying this is a huge subset to pull from, but all of these teams had first-quarter deficits. Everybody that's played in overtime this year has come out sluggish the next week early in a ballgame, and this is not a team you can do that against. And
1: that's like it's a double – it's a double sword effect because of who you played, how you played, the conditions you played.
0: It, it 90, 90 plus plays on defense, Kyle. I went up and looked, okay? And by the way, they played. It's, it's
1: not just the plays. It's, it's the types of plays and who you're playing against and who you're tackling. It's Josh tackling that's, And Josh who you're Allen. chasing.
0: It's. It's chasing Patrick Mahomes. It's tackling Isaiah Pacheco. They yeah. played 74 plays of defense against the Chiefs, Turn around and played 92 against the Bills, okay? So this is the big key for the Eagles. Fletcher Cox, is he down? I don't know, okay? Uh, Jalen, he played 76 snaps last week. I'm talking about Jalen Carter. Uh, Jordan Davis. He's such a problem. played dude. 62 plays last week. So these, that's a lot for these big guys. And a guy like Milton Williams, who's probably back from a concussion, right? Um, who I really like. And this is rookie wall territory. He's got to step up, right? So you can't be putting 76 plays on Jalen Carter this week. You can't have Jordan Davis over 60. I like the burn the ships thing, but when you got a guy like (laughs) Milton Williams, who I think is a very good player, he's got to step up this week. And the challenge is, and Miami couldn't do this to these guys. You remember when they got on the edge, they knocked him down for a bunch of negatives, Hassan, Josh Sweat. This is a different animal in San Francisco in that these tackles have to be really good front side. You know, in a three technique, keeping color in that gap, because what they'll do is they'll they'll one cut, stick your foot in the ground and hit that void. Because when you get on different levels defensively, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're going to penetrate, make the play in the backfield. But if you've got a flat three technique playing at the line and you've got really penetrating ends, you know where that void is, Kyle. It's going to be in that C gap. You're going to stretch the defense, and then you're going to cut it up the field, and you're going to hit that, that C or that B gap. And they're really good at that. So I worry about the perimeter plays hitting inside or backside, and I worry about the, the attrition inside for these guys. So you know, I, I think the biggest matchup advantage you have is, is McKivitts. You have to win that, that matchup because the thing I'm worried about in the, in the passing game is the middle of the field. And the only way you slow these guys down in the middle of the field Uh, With with George Kittle and the matchups that I'm worried about with like Bayard and that sort of thing is You have to either chip this guy in New England We used to chip good tight ends Mm -hmm. takes you out of your rush, but it slows it slows those guys down Uh, Or you have to keep them in on seven man protection because you're kicking these guys asses so bad in passing situations
1: There's gonna be so much game plan based um, keeping them honest on defense and keeping things the way that Kyle wants them to be for San Francisco and pre-snap. Brock's going to have a a play in the hole and uh, a a play ready to be called, and I think that with the weapons that they do have on defense. I'm talking San Francisco now. I'm interested to see if they're going to mix it up or they're going to stick to that vanilla stuff. Because Steve Wilkes, he wanted to get after people early on and manufacture pressure. But I mean, we, you and I both know like, yeah. good rushers want to continue to rush. They want to play their gaps. They want to play their assignment because they get into their, their flow. And that's when the big plays happen. If you've got me breaking up the flow of my rhythm and dropping or stunting, picking somebody else, Um, I I can't play confident. And also against Jalen Hurts, how are they going to mix things up? Are they going to – where are guys going to be coming from? Are they going to be coming in his tight line of sight, A-B gap pressures? Are the guards going to have to have their antenna up uh, for the run-throughs, the cross dogs, or is it going to be the tackle who's going to have to pre-snap, not only deal with these rushers, but deal with the edge guys coming off? Are we going to have a capped slot? Is the slot going to be capped by a safety? Yeah. Um, Where are these issues going to be coming from? Uh, and for the Eagles, that's going to be the thing. Can we block these guys on base downs with the talent th- they have? Hey, and if we do, can we adjust to the pressure that's surely going to be coming 5-on-4,
0: I like the matchup. If Lane's back, you know, like that's the thing we're not certain of. I think Lane, you know, last week – the groin, I've had groin stuff. It's smart to sit down if you're on the, the edge of popping that thing. So he was, so,
3: a, he was a full participant in practice.
0: The defense has to tackle Kyle. This is like, if you think about a group of, of of guys that you have to bring your hard hat like in the second level against, it's these guys. At every position, they have tackle breakers. You know, Debo, uh, Debo is in the top 10, I think, uh, in, in average yards yards after contact, no shock. Kittle's third in yards after contact uh, among tight ends who have over 30 receptions. McCaffrey, first in yards after contact, uh, period. So, you know, like having those guys uh, out there in space, they're gonna get these guys' looks where there's there's green grass. You You cannot miss tackles. So you gotta bring your hard hat. And I also think for the Eagles, in the middle of defense, you're going to have to survive this thing, but it speaks volumes that they brought in Darius Leonard, Shaq Leonard mm-hmm. um, to, to visit the team because you're saying, okay, we, we brought Byard in mixed results so far, but the last little hole in the dam for us is like, we want to fortify the middle of the field. And you know, it's a flyer on Darius Leonard a little bit, but they, they are admitting that that's one area that maybe they'd like to be a little better offensively, Kyle, uh, for the Eagles, I think they they've got to play keep away. You know, you talk about how good this defense is. You just pointed out a lot of the the good stuff about this defense. The front four. You know, is Wilkes gonna is Wilkes gonna is he gonna be as blitz heavy as he was before you got Chase Young? I don't think so. I think they they feel good about the. They're match gonna up.
1: go play mano a
0: mano. We're gonna
1: get to see a fucking heavyweight.
0: That's fight. exactly what it is. So the Eagles are gonna have to run the ball. They're gonna have to stay in third third manageable. Dude. Last year they pounded the rock. I talked about Kinlaw. And, uh, you know, they played the numbers game in the run game, too. Like, if you look back at that game, there were situations where they bring in a bunch and, like, San Francisco's backers would plus over to that bunch. You know, they'd shift over, and then they'd take the run to the other side. Mm-hmm. So this, this game, I think, it's going to be interesting to see what kind of concepts you pull from last year. Uh, and are Steve Wilkes and the Niners ready for it? Kyle, this is the big thing that I found when I looked at this. I think this is what the whole game hinges on. Okay, the Eagles the last three weeks have been poor in time possession. Both these teams are really good at time possession the whole year; they're top five, and I think that's because of the Eagles' inability to convert on third down, and it's been a problem over the last three weeks. Three weeks of the season. That's why they have so many fourth down conversions. They have, yeah, exactly. All the touch pushing so and damn stuff. Good the touch But Kyle, they've had 19 passing attempts on third down over the last three uh, three weeks. They're eight of 19 in those situations. One was a defensive holding. And I think in general, they only have three DPIs or holding penalties that they've drawn on third down all season. You look at the guys outside, how do you not have more? How do you not put people in situations where that ref has to has to blow the whistle, pull a flag out? You've got A.J. Brown, you have Devontae Smith. Um, and I think part of it could be Dallas Goddard. You know, I can't, I can't define exactly how it is that he's affected them on third down, but I do think it helps to have a guy like that. And if you add in the sacks over the last three weeks – they're eight of 22 in those passing situations. So I've taken out the short yardage tush pushes. I've taken out the run game. I've taken out some of the scrambles, which you could say, hey, that's unfair. The scrambles count. But yeah. I'm talking about the passing concepts that you that you roll out for third down against San Francisco 49ers. You gotta have it third down. They have to be better. Okay, you got six targets On third down over the past three weeks to AJ Brown. Okay. Um, And by the way, that DPI stat I gave you, where they've only drawn three flags on third down in in DPI or holding, Jacksonville, for instance, has 13 uh, on the year. And, you know, it just doesn't make sense to me. If you look at Dallas, they're seven of 14, four of those conversions, runs or tush pushes. Kansas City, three of 10, not including the kneel down. The first five fucking third downs in that game, they didn't even get the ball off. They were negatives or sacks. They didn't hit a third down, I think, until seven minutes left in the game, okay? Uh, and if you count three of 10, two of those were runs and tush pushes. So you see this problem starting to mount a little bit for the Eagles on third down. And in Buffalo, against Buffalo, four of 11. Uh, and the conversions were like stole in the red zone, a screen, and then the circus play, okay? That's the first time, to me, Kyle, me and Nolan looked at each other, and we were like, oh, that looks like last year. You know, these guys just... Taking chances on third down, taking the top off the defense. You know, fuck shots. It, take some shots, draw some penalties, see what happens. Pick your spots there. Um, but I think for for Brian Johnson, without a tight end over the last couple of weeks, you know where he's been. He was at Florida. He had Kyle Pitts. Is it the Goddard thing? Not having that security blanket, and not knowing what to do over the last month of the season. Um, and the big question for me is how can you take advantage of your A.J. Brown matchups? You have a new safety in there. I think there are going to be plays to be had, but you have to be aggressive on third down, and you have to be mindful.
1: Who's that, Brown in there? Yeah. For San and, Francisco, yeah. and I think he's a really good player. He's been good. So, I mean. But test him out. And I, you'd usually say we need this safety to be on top of his game because we've got corner issues. But Char- Charverius Ward has been unbelievable over there the last few games and uh i think about the times when i saw him in practice in kansas city and he would be over there guarding tyreek hill um, and then I watch him against like DK Metcalf, and he's he's facing a, a bigger target. He just, yeah. he just loves these challenges. So, yeah. And opportunities against AJ, I expect him not to be uh, you know uh, undersized in that matchup. No,
0: no, no. It's not like he has some enormous size mismatch. Uh, but like AJ the, is a problem, man. And you got it <laughs> on third down. I got to see more balls going to him. And another thing is when I looked at all their third downs over the past month, Kyle, or the past three weeks. I didn't see a lot of balls outside the numbers. I didn't see them, especially vertical plays. You know, it hit a couple outs, they hit an out out to AJ, they hit an out in overtime uh, last week, but they, they, until that third and 17, I didn't see a single ball over 10 yards caught on third down outside the numbers. So like, I don't know what that is, but I, I like them when they're a little bit more aggressive. And I also think it's just knowing the difference between the situation it. where you take a shot on third and three or maybe the game script or the situation in the, gra- the game demands that you run the ball, take the possession, try to get the first down. You know, you get in plus territory, then take your shot on third and it's three.
1: It's interesting that, you know, the there's two things. I can talk to you about yeah. the the thought process on that, you know, the third and short and the inability to find receivers. And like you said, the tight end being out's big, but I mean I wonder what their thought process is about the threshold of their tush push and where that where yeah. that line yeah. is, because that that's a big uh determining factor in what we're gonna do on third day. Yeah. Um but I I wanna talk about the offense for, for San Francisco. And the success they have is when is br- when Brock's comfortable, when he's taking care of the football. Yeah. And one thing that these guys do, particularly up the middle, I mean, yeah, they're great on the edge. And no doubt. We always yeah. talk about the edge rushers, but if you get Brock off his spot yeah, and he turns that football over, the San Francisco 49ers look like a completely different well, he'll, operation. he'll take
0: chances because he's an artist. The, he really is. The, the guys the who manage. need to
1: step up are George Kittle, who's got to be – he's got to be eye contact. He's got to see the whites of Brock's eyes all night. Yeah. I mean, I don't – unless he's running that switch route and he's mm-hmm. wide
0: open down the sideline, I need him
1: in the front
0: 10. Playing that the, playing that game with each other. Looking you know, like a spy linebacker. Downs. Yeah.
1: Um, because Brock's going to be under duress. Yep. I mean, it's not only going to be from getting home on single rushes and guys on the edge getting rushes, but it's going to be coordinated tackle and end picks. The Eagles do it better than anybody. It's Jeremiah Washburn, a guy who's coached the offensive line position for a long time in the league. I played for him and his dad. Was uh, a tremendous defensive line coach forever. He understands it. His group is well coached. They get home with coordinated rushes just as often as they get home with wins. Right,
0: yeah, Chris? No question. I mean, it's and he's a great coach. Yeah. So I mean, like big guys is a big matchup for the big guys, but also there's a ton of great skilled players on I the like field. The big guys. This bro. is. I wish this was a Super Bowl. Do you uh, think the coaches preview.
3: will hold anything back? Like <laughs> this is a possible. You never hold anything back. This a game that might have. You never hold anything back. Championship.
0: No, I don't think so. I, I mean, like. Maybe Maybe you have a concept in your back pocket, but I wouldn't call it holding it back. You're going to use that if you get in a, a stressful situation in the game. You know, if, if you have control of the game and you have a play that you got stashed, maybe you hold that back. But I do think it's a conversation of – you know, like where are we in the game?
1: And by showing something, <clears throat> by by not holding back and showing it, you now have to prepare for that. Right. And I can do wrinkles off of it.
0: Now that's something you might do, which is put something in that this you're not life. serious about running. Yeah. Like I always say, if I was a coach, they like, never I'd run make wild a deal with Sicilian. A week. I'd run. He'd make a deal with what? You
1: remember Princess Bride? He's like, never make a deal with a Sicilian. Yeah, exactly. He's like which wine has the poison in uh-huh, it? Yeah. Yours or
0: mine? Yeah. That's got to be Nick Sirianni this week. <laughs> yeah, you never make a deal. He with would him. be Sicilian. That fuck, I don't think he's Sicilian though. He's Italian. Yeah. Okay. Just ask his hat. Let's go. <laughs> let's let's go to let's go Chiefs Packers Kyle because you played up here on Sunday. Oh, just, just set the stage because I got a lot to say about this one. But but Kyle, what what's it like playing up there at Lambeau in a night game? It's
1: hallowed ground. I mean, divisional. We got to play there a lot uh, in, in division. So for the Chiefs going there, it's too historic franchises still. Super Bowl one, bro. And, I mean, every team that's hosting Patrick Mahomes and uh, the Chiefs show, it's the greatest show on turf, you know what I'm saying, a couple yeah. years running here. Uh, and the Packers, they're not used to losing ball games, but they've, they've given their fans reason to believe that this team has a future. And if a team has a future, they have to step up to the plate and swing up at some teams. And the Chiefs coming into town are ripe for getting swung at by the Packers. Um, I'm looking forward to this one. And when you go to play at Lambeau, there's a unique environment there that's unmatched anywhere else. The history. When you walk out on that field, the perfectly manicured field that they obviously take tremendous pride the in. High school. The small leaders. town. The small town that you drive through to get to the stadium. Um, and the stadium is just uh, amongst a neighborhood. No, no,
0: and it's, it's like Sim City. It's Spent spectacular. All stadium. That's a good way to put yeah. it. Yeah, Green Bay's a great town, but like, have you seen the stadium? Yeah, it's it's a college town, and I think it's really cool. The first time you get there, you've been there a bunch, but you described it to me. And Huge like, game for Jordan like, Love. though. these people living in this neighborhood for one day a year, eight games a year, maybe maybe eleven on some of these big years they've had. They have the best seat in the house, dude. There was a guy one of these night games a couple of years ago. They showed his house. Like they didn't even go to the game. They just had this huge party. You could see the stadium just getting lit Wisconsin up, shit, with, house. just getting Wisconsin drunk, which is a whole other level of drunk. But this is a huge spot for Jordan Love, Kyle. I, you know, I, I, I don't know if he's ready for it. But he's been blitzed a lot over the last month of the season and he's you know he get blitzed again and not he, he hasn't been blitzed by a coordinator like Spags, okay and he's gonna get he's gonna get blitzed. he's gonna get pressured. He's been 11th in deep shots over the last month, eighth in intermediate passes. So the guy is starting to take more chances. We're not seeing what we saw earlier in the year. Um, the thing is he, he can be a tick behind, you know, I think he's a young player I think some of the things that that they they pulled the reins back a little bit where they were worried about his processing um, I think he's really sharp, but he doesn't have a ton of tape, you know And so being a little bit slow against this defense will put you in a world of hurt Do not be a little bit slow, especially because the windows are gonna be tighter and Green Bay receivers will be pressed. Okay. So, like, if Reed plays. They got
1: physical. They got physical secondary there. Physical secondary. With, they're going to put
0: hands on yeah. you. You need your man beaters to have big days. And I think Reed's that that guy. So, if he plays, he's got to have a big day. Another guy that's been in the top five in the league. I just found that out uh, against single man coverage uh, in 2023 is my guy, Dontavian Wicks, Virginia's Wah-wah. He's made some fucking. Should have played plays. last week. Yeah. And so. Yeah, we, that would've helped us. Uh, Might've been 48 to, to 21. <laughs> 21 yeah. So uh, Wicks, Reed, these guys, like the big guys are gonna get theirs, right? But you need these little guys to be able to get off these jams. You're gonna condense some formations. You know, like you have to have ways. Look at the Raiders tape last week. They knew when they were in man early in the game and they had answers, okay? Now as the game went on, the cream rose to the top. But I think there are going to be some opportunities for them if they can scheme this thing up the right way. I I think it's going to be raining. Uh, I think it's going to be snowing. Maybe snowing possibly. The high, uh, the low is twenty nine, uh, and so the elements like usually I'd say it doesn't that, matter with Kansas City. Well, that's what I'd say is usually it doesn't matter with Kansas City. I usually go with the better quarterback and the better coach in situations like this, and I am anyways because I like the matchup for them. But the thing I worry about is this team's had a lot of drops. Okay, so these receivers—if it's going to be snowing out there—you got to catch the fucking ball. Last week, you had one drop. I also just think means Mahomes, the Packers are going to
1: drop it, just like they're the Packers
0: doing. are going to drop it, right? So you would just maybe it'll even out. <laughs> I just canceled you, like I just you're right. reverse carded exactly. your ass. Exactly, bro. and and I think Rasheed Rice is a perfect example of Patrick Mahomes. The reason I'm not panicking about the Chiefs, and I've stayed here on this thing, is because as the season goes on. It's not like Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid are a new head coach quarterback pairing. It's not like they haven't been here before. They have made adjustments as the season goes on. Bill Belichick used to say the season starts after Thanksgiving. That's not to say you don't win games before that, but I think sometimes you figure out who your guys are. And last week, for the first time all year, you had four receivers that played over 50% Mm -hmm. of the game. So they're starting to figure out who their guys are. And I thought an interesting quote from Mahomes this week was, in effect, Rasheed Rice makes a mistake. He's not going to make it again. I trust him. Like That's what I got from hearing him talk about Rasheed Rice. So that's an indicator that he trusts this guy. He's yeah. starting to figure out who he trusts. And I also think against the Packers, in their cover three setup, Travis Kelsey's is going to have a big day. You're going to see the type of day that Travis Kelsey, you're like, where's he been? Yeah. And he had a good week last week. But this is maybe a, uh, a breakout game for him. And so you and got – I
1: just think Patrick – It's such an appreciation for the history of the game and the greats that have come before and there's he wants to light up Lambo. And he he goes to a place like Lambeau and he looks at it like an absolute playground You know what I mean? Like it's a hallowed playground for him
0: two things that Kansas City Chiefs have been really good at this year Even though they don't have that explosive element and I think that that explosive element can be there, right? The MVS play could have possibly won them the game. I know the Eagles had a minute 40 left or something but they're second and yard after yards after the catch uh behind Washington and they're before Miami. Miami's 3. So they they are a yactery and then on top of that their screens are really good. So you just got to get Rashawn Gary and these guys blocked and go to work. Oh, and, that and,
1: screen game. Yeah, I mean, now that you mention it, that's I mean, that's when people talk about the Chiefs. People yeah. want to talk about explosive offense and of Patrick Mahomes, but it's a screen game and it's installed by none other than coach Andy Reid, Big yep. Red. He gets up He gets up once during that offensive meeting to install. Is that what he does? And it's for screen. It's for screen. He's like, that's his baby. He taught the enemy
0: well because he took it to Run
1: game, Andy Heck installs everything, as you would imagine, like run game coordinators. Well, you've never been in an offensive meeting. Never, not once. So the run game coordinator tends to be the offensive line coach, and that's what they do. But for the screen game, man, and it's going to be big against Green Bay because it always is. And when you don't have options on third down, true legitimate go get it options on third down you can screen them up particularly if you trust in your guys and they do i mean creed humphrey tooney trey smith those guys are some of the best in the business at it getting out in space and knocking people down so keep it seriously now that you mention it watch the explosive pacheco on a
0: screen no question
1: i feel like this could be a
0: big pacheco night um along with kelsey Denver-Houston. Okay, this is an exciting one, Kyle. It's sexy, this one. This is a fucking – I'm excited about this game, Kyle, because it's a huge playoff implication game. Okay, it's a tiebreak game in general because these guys are two teams in the AFC. They're going to be going head-to-head. We went through some of the tie-breaks in, in the show with Stanford Steve. I think that's really interesting. Um, Denver, uh, if they lose this game, their chances of making the playoffs go down 13%. And if Houston wins this game, they're 68% to go to the playoffs. And conversely, if Denver wins, you get to 48% and Houston's down to 34%. So this is a monumental game, dude. The, when I talk about the playoffs starting right now, they're already here, dude. You know, this is like the playing game is like a month and a half long in the NFL. And you can't fucking beat it. And so this is – talk about, Kyle, some interesting playoff matchups that are possible. Yes. Okay, here's one. Here's one. Dream this up, okay? Okay, Denver makes mm. the playoffs. Mm. They go down to Miami mm. to play those guys. Oh, again. rematch! They hung seventy on. Yep, it. you could see that matchup again. Oh. Okay, totally different defense. Wow! Uh, hopefully, this time around, another one, Kyle. It's like the plot of Little Giants. Dude, <laughs> now, now, now here's the here. They here. will be running the annexation of Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. <laughs> so, so Kyle, this one's really got me okay. excited, and this is not even having anything to do mm-hmm. with this game. Close your eyes again. Mm-hmm. It's Wild Card Weekend. Mm-hmm. We've got the Detroit Lions mm-hmm. hosting the Los Angeles Rams. Oh yeah, Matt yeah. Matt Stafford's yeah. coming back to town. Mm. Lions fans don't know what the fuck to think. They're emotional. He's got his Super Bowl, so you got to root hard against the guy. It's Torn. your team. You're not even. He's not friends with you today. Mm-hmm. But on the other side of things, Jared Goff, who was scorned in L.A., McVay doesn't like him. He doesn't like McVeigh, but he sucks again. It's all yeah, <laughs> but yeah. And McVeigh wants to I'm prove. I'm kidding. No, but I mean, he doesn't this suck. This month he has.
1: He doesn't suck though. But he
0: doesn't suck. Jared Goff's a good quarterback. Because we
1: started the show off with saying we had some games where we sucked, but we, we suck. We don't suck. We
0: don't suck. We we sucked
1: at so times. So welcome,
0: Jared. You're not an asshole. You're being an asshole. Yes. You know that whole thing. I didn't call you a bitch. Yeah. That's a, yeah. I said bitch. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh. key and peel. But those two games, including this, the possibility of Denver going to Miami to play, and then the 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 thought of LA and Detroit—it's just too—it's tantalizing.
1: Yeah, the LA Detroit thing is sexy, and so I mean, so is the so Denver Miami. But I, I wish it would be. Can you imagine if uh, Denver like found a way to run the table after the Miami game, and they were like hosting Miami? Yeah,
0: oh, it'd be crazy. It'd be crazy. I don't think it's going to happen. In the movie, that would in the be movie, the movie. That'd be sick. You—they would be uh, in Denver. You got to come up to. <gasps> Yeah, Denver. can't, breathe. We can't yep. breathe. can't breathe at all. Okay, well, okay. Straight uphill. Uh, I'll just say this: Denver's offense. Russ has been better, man. He's been good. I, I mean, like, I think you can run the ball on these guys. You can get. You, they're an aggressive front. So the way we talk about running gap scheme on these penetrating defensive lines. See, uh, Indy. See Baltimore against Cleveland. You know that kind of blueprint. I mean, big. Indy's an uh, an inside zone team, and they they they. They mix the looks up, and they, they gash these guys. So I think they can get something done in the run game. I also think if you're looking at props, I'm building out my, my, my John Gannon parlay right now. There's one that I love, and it's P. Ryan over receptions, over receiving yards. He's been really good lately for them, and on plays where running backs are the targeted position, Houston ranks 23rd in successful play percentage allowed. So I got a lot of respect for P. Ryan. I think he was a – a big loss for uh, for Cincinnati, right, um, and a big addition for Denver. In a game like this, you should use them. Um, now, this is from a Denver Post article. All these statistics really eye-opening for me. When you look at the Broncos and their offense, they don't score at a high click, right? But they could, dude. They could. they got to get the ball in the end zone when they get down in the red zone. They have been abhorrent there over the last four games.
2: We're terrible down in the red zone all season. 9 of 18 over the last four games. We were 1 of 5 against the Vikings.
0: So they just pass-happy down there, and that's including eight straight runs in the Kansas City game down there. Uh, so it jumps to, like, 60 if you actually adjust it for that. And inside the 10, they're, they're throwing the ball at a 62% rate. So it just doesn't make sense. They got one rushing touchdown in the past 10 games, I guess – Sean Payton looks at Russ, who's really good down there, 70%, 16 touchdowns, zero interceptions, and he says, I trust him with the ball in his hands. But at what cost? Because 10 of, of 16 of these failed red zone trips, they had a sack or a penalty. You know, So him dropping back to pass, as good and efficient as he's been, it's either these pre-snap penalties- We can't handle the these sacks. Yeah, right? Um, We're not,
1: we don't have the infrastructure for this.
0: And Sean was always good in the red zone in New Orleans, one of the best. So I think he knows what to yeah, do. Yeah, but they had just, great guards. Yeah, they had great guards. They could run the ball. They have a
1: good. They have good guards in, in Denver. Um, yeah, I like Miners a lot, but <sighs> not like uh, soon to be a potential Hall of Famer Jari Evans. Jari Evans, shout out to Jari Nicks, Evans. Knicks.
0: those guys were beasts. I remember
1: when I got in the league, that was the film my O line coach gave me to yeah. watch. It was yeah.
0: Carl and Ja and Mickey Loomis always drafted those big guys really well? So. Um,
1: in this matchup, Chris. I'm really excited to see this Denver defense step up against, you know, one of the best rookies I've seen in C.J. Stroud. C.J. is uh, Steph-minded, where he's like, I'm just going to keep shooting. He has turnovers sometimes, but then he has those throws that leave our jaw dropped on the floor. Um, Is Denver going to step up and make a big play in a big moment? Uh, Is this the game where C.J. bites off more than he can chew? Uh, is this the game he where got
0: that out of his system against like the Cardinals, which is a good thing? Yeah, right? but Maybe it's still in a system.
1: This Denver game is as big as I can remember for the Denver Broncos It's huge and it's, Sean Payton will have these fucking guys ready to fight. Yeah And I mean Houston is a young confident team with weapons all over with Brown and Tank and Tank Dell the laptop will probably be watching mm-hmm. the game but it's all about, I think, this Denver defense. And, yeah, Russell's – the difference this year with Russell is he's not as big.
0: No, he he's looks, he no, looks he's,
1: better. He's not as jacked. That's what I'm going to yeah,
0: say. Yeah, he was just a little too muscle back That's like the, the – powder keg last year. Now and,
1: and sometimes when you're jacked, you don't move well. No, like, it's you true. You know, sometimes you see those big bodybuilders. You say, I bet you can't touch your toes. Yeah. Well, sometimes Russell couldn't get out of situations that he's been known to get out of where – uh, he can turn his back to the rush and get out of stuff. He just couldn't do it last year. Yeah. This year, up the gut, A, B, C gap, he's been able to extend plays. And even the threat of his legs now are attracting the rush. A
0: lot of these big conversions he's had, it's like him climbing the pocket. It's either check you know, downs or climbing. And, and just lobbing the ball to to Sutton or something for 10 yards. And, Sutton's great. You know, they're, they're a phone booth kind of team, right? Um, but the, it's the ironic because when they get down there in the red zone, it's it's – it's a phone booth, but they're not doing well there. Um, but on defense, you said it. C.J. Stroud, he's just going to fire. And he, he, he should have a good day, okay? But the Denver rush defense has to keep him in the pocket. The guys on the back end have to be good in scrambled drill situations, Kyle, because when you watch a lot of his best plays this year, it's not like he's running for his life on purpose. He's just – He's buying himself time. And as the play breaks down, one guy that I think he's gotten a lot of mileage out of is Noah Brown over the last couple of weeks. He hasn't been out on the field. So, like, what do they look like with him back? Is he going to be able to cash in on a couple more of these extended plays? He had a buck seventy four um, four weeks ago. Yeah, it was, I mean, he, he's been a revelation. And catch for to that. win
1: the game for him, like yep. to close the game out. So he is a guy that he's going to rely on heavily. But uh, it's going to be tough titties for the.
0: Tough titties indeed. I'm, I'm worried about Titus Howard, um, Titus Howard, who is expected to miss the rest of uh, the season. And, you know, like, I like Juice Scruggs, um, he's going to step up at guard. Uh, tank dell had some imaging on his calf after the game he just started practicing this week that's a big thing for them the injuries worry me uh red zone okay like defensively on the other side for for uh the denver broncos it's crazy when you look back at when you look back at that miami game Mm. miami had 15 red zone plays they scored seven touchdowns now if you take that out of it and you exclude week three. The Broncos are sixth in touchdown drives allowed. So this game is going to be won and lost in the red zone. You know, I, r- I really do believe that. And I think it starts with Denver's offense. All right, let's get the Lions Saints. This is funny, Kyle. Will Lutz, former kicker for the Saints, doesn't mm-hmm. know that likes are public. Uh, oh, I love when people have that issue. Yeah, he, l- he liked a tweet that said, fire Dennis Allen. Don't make the fans go through another year of this uh, BS. Mickey Loomis. I mean. And then he liked another one that was like, Dennis Allen's the worst coach ever. He's not wrong. So, and this leads me to the next point, which is the Saints don't have an identity. And I just don't know what you lean on in a game like this. The only thing I can think of is.
3: Yeah, but and, do the
1: Lions have an identity? We thought that they're the imposters,
3: dude. It's their run game.
1: But they were the imposters the last the last time that I looked in on them.
0: Well, they but one thing they did last week is they did run the ball, but the game script got away from them where, like all of a sudden you find yourself down Kyle we talked about And I'm about not a-
1: saying I'm here to pick the saints I'm saying that you, no, no, no. you you're saying they don't have an identity in New Orleans and I'm saying there's an identity crisis Identity going crisis on in we've got an
0: identity crisis in Detroit <laughs> I love saying this So so anyways Kyle you talked about a lot of decisions on fourth down which is part of their identity and you 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 complain that they they went at the wrong times and the way they did it I think is the way you put it like when they did it you know my biggest gripe is you know in the first first half you're down 20 to 6 you're at the 48 it's fourth and two and you punt okay and then late in the game it's like you know you, you're you're running fake punts in the third quarter backed up on fourth and four Just chewing on your mic you know you're, you're passing up a bunch of field goals late in the game where you were actually getting some stops you know i think you left at least three field goals on the field and you lose by seven the points stops kept
1: happening you the know, FOMO kept happening. It was like, like oh, oh, can you imagine if we had if just-,
0: just taken the points? Now, I love his aggressiveness, but there is a range within that, that you know, where I'm like – There is a spectrum. When you outthink the, the computer, when you're more horny to go than the computer – It's the horny spectrum. That's what it is. It's time to chill out a little bit. So I think, like, this script will be different. I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Um, I, I think the big question, and I think it's an over game, don't find yourself in a shootout with these guys – Jack Campbell is one to watch. He's going to be wearing the green dot per Aaron Glenn. Um, probably better in the run game. I don't know if you'd agree with me. but better, I like Jack Campbell. Better in the run game than in, in coverage. Uh, but he's got, a, he's got his hands full with Kamara and all the balls they dumped down to him. With Anzalone, I think, out for a while. That's going to be a big thing for them, for a defense that's gotten to, like, they can hang their hat on Anzalone being a good cover guy, and he's played well all year. He's out, so there's a lot of pressure on this kid. And the Saints haven't protected Carr too well, but you know what the Lions haven't done? Is they haven't gotten home. So it's like the immovable object, unstoppable force, but the other way. It's like, who's actually going to be able to do the thing? And I if I had to guess, (laughs) I I actually think the Saints are going to be able to drop back, get the ball out, and move the ball. So uh the key for me is uh can Derek Carr avoid these turnovers? And I think. Um, if the Saints struggle this weekend, it is time to make a change at quarterback. And that's not saying I, I don't like Derek Carr or I'm you know, i second-guessing them going for it this year. You just
1: like mixing up the punch.
0: Well, Atlanta, Atlanta, the other team in the division that you're both trying to claw your way out of four wins to win a division, five wins or whatever they have, Atlanta made a change a couple weeks ago. Now, it didn't work out, but at least they made a change. If you make a change after this, you actually have – it's not one of these things where the other team's gonna win five games and run away from you. It's like a it's like turtle races. There was this place in Venice Beach <laughs> that they used to do Wait, turtle races. I think we both were there. I think so. And they just let the turtles go. Yep. And that's the that's the NFC South. And you know, so like if you gotta change turtles in the time you got a pit stop, yeah, the other turtle's only going to be like an, a couple inches ahead. You can you make still that see curve. him. Yep. So if there's a ch- if 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 there's a change that has to be made, it has to happen after this week. You cannot wait any longer. Um, you went for it this year. You have no allegiance to Derek Carr. This is a rental. You know what I mean. Tough place to play um,
1: in New Orleans, regardless of what roster you're playing against. I mean, those fans always do a great job. Uh, Bringing the juice, but you know this Detroit Lions team, as you said, the run game is serious. It does travel and it does impose a will on a defense. And you got to make that business decision time and time again as a D lineman. I would imagine it's a tough one to make against the Lions. Uh, oh, it's tough if you get if you get down and yeah. you're playing chase the whole time.
0: Their uh, run game is not only violent, but it's. Fast
1: and multiple, it's and multiple,
0: like, and that's why. And you got different backs, that you make, may catch
1: like, a mouthful of Panay Sewell from the other side,
0: yes. And you're just like, Where'd he come from? Fuck Did you come from, bro? I didn't order a penne. no, Pene.
1: I didn't order a minivan, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yeah. I
0: didn't order a PT Cruiser, to the yeah. Out of my no, head, no PT Cruiser, come yeah. on. So, I mean, you know, well, that's like Toyota Jonah. Helix, yeah, Hilux. Uh, but Jonah Jackson's <laughs> gonna be back, so that's big, like, um, and and I want to see that last week was an outlier, right. So Jonah Jackson's the guy I'm watching to see if that offensive line's better in protection. They should be because the Saints aren't great up front, rushing the passer. Uh, and if Goff has time, he can clean up the mistakes. Because before a month ago, he was one of the best in the league at turnover-worthy plays. But if you can't protect him, these turnovers will not go away. Dan Campbell's so, secret
1: weapon, Chris. He's got one this week. What is it? Malcolm Rodriguez. Malk, Love Mal. played some linebacker, some fullback this Yo, week. Yo, he caught a ball. This week, both. He's going to be a two-way guy. Get
0: him some more targets.
1: Because usually he's like one side of the ball or the other.
0: Yeah. If they got him out there, he's going to be like a two-way player. Last thought on this game. Jerry Jacobs is a guy with with a bullseye on him. He, he was targeted nine times last week, eight receptions, 101 and five first fish. downs. Okay, so the way we used to talk about when you guys had a fish, that's fish. what they're saying. You shouldn't have to worry when you buy tickets to your next big event. Game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Yeah, I'm like, I'm, I'm on my game time app right now. I'm looking at Virginia Tech tickets. You know, Maybe we'll win one of those at some point. We did it with Bryce Perkins. Anyways, I keep scrolling on the app. I'm gonna get tickets to the Commonwealth Cup. Game Time makes it easy to find and buy tickets for every kind of event in your area, even last minute deals. I know because I always wait till the last minute. You can preview the views from all your seats in the venue and Game Time's lowest price guarantee, event cancellation protection, job loss protection, protects my tickets. That's what I need. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind with your purchase see the view from your seat before you buy so you know exactly what to expect when you arrive all in prices show your total up front so you know you're getting a great deal before you check out buy tickets in seconds with two taps take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use code greenlight for 20 dollars off your first purchase terms apply Again, create an account and redeem code GREENLIGHT. G-R-E-E-N-L-I-G-H-T. That's the code for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. So um, those are the top-tier games. Now let's get into the, uh, the mid-tiers, the uh, Willis Reeds. Mm. Commies Dolphins, Kyle. Commies Dolphins. The Commies have struggled to generate pressure, Kyle. Um, It's a good spot for the Finns. I don't know why I gave it out the other day, but I can't, there's no take backs. It's not like Frank Reich with the play calling uh, duties. Once I give a lockout, I can't control what happens afterwards. Um, But I can caution you to maybe not bet this one out of all the locks I gave out. It could be seven on seven. Okay, so the commander's middle of the road rushing defense, schematic mismatch here. Uh, They should be able to get on the perimeter. You've got a Forbes injury. You run cover three, you run quarters, uh, 71% touchdown percentage allowed over the the last three games in the red zone. Like, this is a bad, bad matchup in a lot of ways for the commander's defense. Now, for me, it's like, do you sit on your hands or do you get more aggressive? Because sitting on your hands is not going to do it. I know that's not been a thing they do is like blitz at a high click and they dump their best pass rushers, but I would play I would play balls out. I would just fucking run fakes. I would I would bring uh, free runners. I would do the riverboat Ron thing this week. Like Ron's going down with the ship. The riverboat is do, sinking You can't do it with your
1: game plan on
0: offense, though. You no, have to do it all your the other ways. Do run. not fuck with the baby. Yeah, but the special baby. teams, maybe run a fake. Sp-
1: special teams, you know, give them some crazy looks on defense, maybe try to create an extra possession, but – For the Sam Howell-Eric Biennemi marriage so far, it's been good. It looks good at times. But then there's times where you're like, fuck, don't do that. Um, I would say it's like salt, you know, a little bit of it. It's, that's nice, you know, yeah. but you put the whole thing in there and it's like, I can't even eat this. Yeah. So don't do that against anybody, but particularly the Dolphins, yeah. who if you fall behind and you try to put a ton
0: of salt in there, yeah. the whole thing tastes like shit. I, man, I, I don't know if you're salt in your meats or what here, Kyle, but I, but I, I think if they can score with them, and I, I think there's reason to be optimistic offensively, like – the Dolphins just lost Jalen Phillips, who's one of my favorite players, man. And brutal to watch that's that. That's brutal. That oh. affects their chances of winning a Super Bowl. Like, no doubt about it. They went and got JPP off a of practice squad. They still There's have JPP pick, though. off a of practice squad. I mean, like, if he was that good, he'd be playing right now. So I don't know if they're going to be able to replace him. Here's your hope, and I said this last week with the Jets. If you can force turnovers, the Dolphins have uh, four of them over the last two games, and Tua's got ten picks on the year. They are turnover prone. Like Jets got two before the half, could do something with one of them, uh, but gave it right back on the pick six on a hail mary. The Raiders, you know, didn't really hurt them the way that maybe the Commanders can if you force some turnovers. So that's it. And speaking of turnovers, Kyle, to wrap this this breakdown up, um, McDaniel taking the ball off of somebody at the nightclub.
1: Yeah, you that know? was crazy. I think that he said that the reports of that were a bit exaggerated, but it did go down
3: like that. He well, said it made him look like a d bag. Yeah,
0: well, people were saying it made him look like Michael Scott or something yeah. like where you. I wouldn't want Al power. Michaels doing that to me. Yeah, Al Michaels kind of. I mean, it was a fun story. It was a fun story. Mike McDaniels got Riz. It was the mm-hmm. point. You know, he, he should have just for said people that. that didn't hear it. Mike McDaniel's coaching in like Saskatchewan or something. I don't know. I might be fucking this whole thing. Where was he? I think
2: he was in Denver.
0: Denver, same thing. Uh, he's coaching like a minor league football team in Denver and one of his players or one of the assistant coaches is like cutting it up with this Hot babe and McDaniels being the rizzy guy. He is she called him in jet motion. He's like and hey got him the fuck out of there!" you Yeah, get out of here. Yeah, and uh, Next thing you know, they're married married. You. So
1: uh, To close out on this game. I did type in Dolphins commies just quickly on Google and the first thing that came up, it says the bizarre but true story of military dolphins.
0: No
3: way, Kyle, stay here. Yeah.
1: Apparently, over the course of the Cold War, the Navy captured live dolphins to train. Blah blah blah, blah.
3: The Soviets tried to train dolphins as spies, I believe. Iranian. We, we talked about this.
2: I think we did we were, after that we that, that about. Russian uh, yes. movie that we watched. Yeah, yeah.
1: The Navy first discovered dolphins' bomb-seeking utility in the '60s. Um, I think the Iranians had them in the 2000s, though. I don't even know where they would put Dolphins in Iran.
0: In Iran? With the WMDs. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Rams-Browns. Kyle, I am excited about this game because I am going to bet this game. I'm going to bet the Rams here. Uh, Rams fans ask me a lot. Well, a little bit. But there's always one in my comments. You never root for the Rams like this. I'm like, because be better. I'll bet you more. And, you know, that's, that's where I get the juices flowing. So this weekend... Could see some Rams reactions from me uh, because I like the matchup. Okay, Miles, my, Miles is out, right? No structural damage. He might be out for a little bit. Miles Garrett, as good as his defense has been in, at times, they're like 16th in pressure rate uh, in total pressures generated. So we might find out that he's the MVP after all. Um, McVeigh loves outside zone, but, again, let's go more gap scheme. Let's take advantage of their aggression. Kyron Williams was back last week, looked awesome. On the other side of things, uh, in the past game, Kyle, the Browns, they play a, t- a ton of cover one. We know that. Stafford, if you look at the numbers, like 40th in the league on the season against cover one. 40th. But yeah. I also think, yeah, they're like including like <laughs> I fucking sleeve, love that dude. and shit. Well, the, the thing about it is, it we looked at the cut up. It's not really that he can't beat man. It's just that he's been pressured a lot. Like he was under a lot of pressure. So. If they can block these guys up, I feel really good about him going toe-to-toe with Joe Flacco. Yeah, that's the, big, that's the big story for me. It's
1: like, look, DTR, he's a little bit banged up. I still don't know what his situation is. with In concussion crashes, protocol. concussion protocol. So it's like, dude, we're going to see Joe Flacco. This is what the people have weekend. been waiting to see. I cannot wait. This is what Ronnie from Baltimore has been wanted for because so I've long. Because I've been on this
0: side of it. An elite where,
1: pocket passer. Yeah.
0: Where, where, you, where you think it's over. And you're like, I'm a guy now. And, like, I'm sure Joe, although I told you what he said it inside the NFL. I think
1: it? I want to play again.
0: Yeah, and I was surprised by that. But, like, you, when you move on from football, it's the craziest thing. And you'll have dreams about walking back through that door. Uh-huh. It's just hard to imagine going back. But for a quarterback that's been sitting on the street – to go back in there, and he's going to play a, a real game. It's going to be a bullets. fun. It's, it's like gonna, a dream,
1: dude. And it's going to be just two 40-year-old guys slinging yeah. pigskin yep. against one another Yep. on teams that we don't recognize them on. Or care
0: about. Or Quite care frankly, about. Or I don't think of these teams are making noise. A week ago, I said, hey, Cleveland might be okay. But then I saw them play
1: last week. I put the
0: Browns-Lions uh Super Bowl future in, though, like yeah. two weeks ago. I Hey, next time let's just light money on fire because that'd be better on YouTube. I follow you on Twitter. Okay, <laughs> Falcons and Jets. I'm excited about this game. You know, I also have people telling me in the YouTube comments and I'm addressing you directly. Yeah, bro, nobody cares what you're betting. Dude, however little you care about that is however little I care about your opinion. I am betting the Atlanta Falcons this week, okay? I just don't see the way the Jets win this game. Yeah, And if you don't like making money, then by all means, I'm going to make money. Join me. I like the Falcons here uh, because the Jets are actually 25th against the run since Week Nine. They have been bleeding a lot of yardage on the ground, uh, and the Falcons have protected well.
1: If you can't pass, you got to run, and the Jets can't pass and they can't run consistently. And the Falcons, when asked to, and they can at least run the, the ball football. to the right person. Can at least run the football. They can run the football. So it's easy bread for me.
0: Now the problem is Desmond Ritter. He's going to throw you some. So if he can avoid doing that in the wrong spots of the field, like, hey, if you gotta make uh, STB, Sleepy Tim Boyle, drive the ball 50 yards to score, it's probably not gonna happen. You, you wanna throw a pick at the at 35, cool, but don't do that shit backed up, Desmond. And on the other side of the things for them, they can create turnovers. Jesse Bates has been huge. We talked about the break he made on that ball last week. He terrorized Bryce earlier this season, Bryce uh, Young, and they got AJ Terrell outside like, I really like this matchup for the Falcons. Having said that, they probably lose 13-10 now. But I do think the game, and the total is 34. I kind of look at it like a 17-10 thing. And so, I mean, like, whether you want the under or whether you want the Falcons, I think there's something to be had here. And then with the Jets, Kyle, if you lose this game, you at least know you're going to get Rodgers back in two weeks. And so, like, once you get Aaron back, you never know. Like, you can make up a lot of ground in the AFC. (laughs) Steelers-Cardinals, here's all I'm excited to see. Another week with Sullivan improving this offense, with Kenny feeling a little bit more confident. I want to see your top-end speed. You're going to be able to run the ball, but I think rarely in the NFL do you get to run your shit late in the season in a game where you have control of it. So if you can control this game early, I wouldn't take my foot off the gas pedal. I'd I'd take these preseason games with this new offensive play caller, and I would, I would play like I'm trying to win the BCS. Yes. Like, you know, like I would be out there slinging the ball up 10. I'm it's trying to maybe,
1: make Kenny Pickett the Heisman.
0: Yeah, like as if Kenny's trying to beat Jaden Daniels. <laughs> or Bo okay? Nix is going to win it. Um, so the point is, yeah, I kind of like that, Kyle. The point is just run as much of your shit that you intend to run as you can. And don't treat this like, hey, if you're trying to win the game, get control of this game. But once you get up, get greased up. Get greased up. And Kyle, this is interesting. Defensive player of the year, if you look at the odds right now, and I don't know why it hasn't budged that much, but Miles Garrett plus 160, Micah plus 160, uh, and then TJ Watt is plus 250. The point I'm trying to make is that TJ Watt should be the defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. He's leading the league in sacks, Kyle. Look at the next four games. Plus 250, you can get TJ Watt. Next four games, Cardinals, Pats, Colts, Bengals. Mm. I see sacks on the horizon. Can we place Kyle. the bet? Yeah.
1: Can we go 50-50? Yeah, what do you want? Yeah, let's, let's do place it. it. Let's do something. Let's do it. You know, let's you have an app, too. I don't. Here. Oh,
0: okay. On purpose. Okay, that's good. What, you 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 destroyed it? I just don't do it. Okay. I just don't
1: have it. One last thing on this okay, matchup is the, the injuries for Arizona. They've got some key players on their offense that are going to be coming back. Hollywood Brown, I believe, is a guy that needs to be the focal point of that offense. And if he's not out there
3: 100%, yeah. I have concern for this offense. Well, I'm beyond concerned about yeah. Arizona this year. Were you surprised that Ertz got his release? Uh, I think it's really cool of them. I think it's
0: cool of them. I think Zach Ertz, like leaving Philly, like you had Arizona, JJ Watt was there. There was all this stuff that was like, we're gonna win. And it just turned into this, like you know, he's feeling like a St. Louis Ram or a Chicago Bear in some of the leanest years. And that's I don't know tough. if I ever felt like that. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> and there's and there's a t- it's a tough adjustment for a guy like him. And you know, you think oh, I'm leaving uh, Philly. I want more touches. Uh, Goddard's there. He's mm-hmm. emerging. But maybe at this stage in his career, he just wants to come home. Yeah. And that's what I'm hoping because I would love Sunday if at the link. Ertz catches a fourth-quarter touchdown pass. Like, to, oh, to yeah. think about the ovation that he would get, hmm. the surreal nature of switching a team midweek uh-huh. and ending up in your old place
3: and being like, fuck, man, That's
0: I'm, I'm going to make this this stop count because I, I missed this. JJ
3: Watt tweeting it out reminded me of making, breaking Kyle's, break announcement, Kyle's was... announcement. Yeah,
0: that was really cool. <laughs> cool of you, Kyle. It was a cool year. huh? Okay, so Titans-Colts. Not, not a waste gonna, at all. All I'm going to say about the Titans-Colts game Jonathan Taylor's down. Keep leaning on the RPOs. This is a game that the, the, the Colts need to win to stay uh, in it. You know, like they, they still want to make the playoffs. And I, hats off to this coach. The reason I'm worried about them, though, this week, is this is a division rivalry, and the line is one point last time I checked. And so, like, I'm not touching this thing with a 10-foot paw. This is going to be a Mike Vrabel game, dude. It's a Vrabel game. It's going to be a Vrabel game. It's like Vrabel's going to figure out a way to beat these
1: guys. Yep. This is like the old Patriot Way type win that you're going to see. Yeah,
0: exactly. Okay, so Carolina and Tampa Bay. Which may be the new Patriot Way. Speaking of the new Patriot Way, Carolina, per, this is a Cam Newton bomb. Per. Did you just say per? Yes, sir, per. And (laughs) so earlier somebody was like, there was a report that Bill's going to uh, Carolina next. Then we looked it up and it was just basically uh, Cam Newton being like, yeah, I think Bill should go to Carolina. <laughs> uh, and and listen, the, the thought's cool, but like, who wants to work for David Tepper? You gotta find a guy who's- I better. wanna work for David Tepper. You want to be his get-back guy.
1: Because he's going to fire me, <laughs> yeah, and I'll be guaranteed, guaranteed money. millions of
0: dollars. Yeah, no question. But I, I'm just saying. And like, i will go watch NASCAR and eat Hooters' wings. Listen, Kyle, we talked about your special teams, buddy, the guy that bought your house. Chris Tabor. Chris Tabor, who's going to be coaching this game, as a better. Usually you'd say, hey, you get that interim coach bump. And I'm like, I don't know if this feels like the type of game where people rally around. You know, it feels like more of a situation where everybody's like, this is fucked up, huh? You know, what are, you know what's happening? What's happening around here? So they could play this game in a hangar for all. Because my keyword, I'm not like I can't imagine a reason to watch this game unless you're a Carolina fan and you want to see who your next head coach is. I don't think it's Tabor, as you as you noted, but it is interesting that Ivero uh, didn't get the interim job. Maybe that tells you they want to keep him around. They don't want him walk out there and get shell shocked as a head coach, interim head coach, um, Thomas Brown. <clears throat> who's gone from passing coordinator to QB coach? He was also the play caller, then he was How about Bobby Slowick? Bobby Slowick.
1: Yeah, down there in Houston. Yeah, no question. Offensive coordinator. He's yeah. With CJ Stroud. He's a Shanahan type.
0: No, I know. But what do you mean? Yo, he's the we're, head coach. We're talking. Oh, you like it. Head coach. I'm just throwing yeah. out names. That's good. How about Ben? I like Johnson? the
1: name game. How about
0: Ben Johnson?
1: Ben Johnson, which loosely translates to always
0: been a penis. <laughs> or, yeah, you got it.
1: Ben Johnson.
3: Okay.
0: Thomas Brown. I watched some of his. Uh, I watched some of Thomas Brown's um, like kind of presser, and I had this in mind: like, what's the temperature in this building? Because if you watch the presser, you read the quotes is one thing. You watch the presser; it it looks different. You can you can you can hear the words. You can see the tone, and every question they asked that where they gave Thomas Brown an opportunity to talk glowingly about Frank Reich and what he passed on to him and the relationship they had. He kind of skirted it, Mm. and on top of that, it was like, and I think Frank's a great guy, but he wasn't getting the job done and maybe to the point where it was a professional strain on the entire building, and you could tell because they asked Bozeman, Bradley Bozeman, you know, what do you think about the fire and the whole thing? We didn't perform well enough, and credit to David Tepper for doing what was right for the team. So, like, when you say that. You don't just say that. You don't just say that, and then Thomas Brown's up there, and the words I'm hearing are guys were wound up a little too tight. They're afraid to make mistakes. He skirted the questions about the relationship, and then when he asked about Frank's impact on him, he said that's a loaded question. Oh. So, like, there's a lot in that re- in, in, in that press conference, and listening to Bradley Bozeman and just the and what you the Bozeman thing uh, is very telling, and what you haven't heard about Frank in a positive light from the players. And I love Frank Reich; I think he's a great man. It wasn't working here, uh, whether or not he wanted that quarterback. I'm not going to know for sure. I don't think anybody's going to know for sure. Um, David Tepper told us yesterday. Well, I – Or Tuesday. David Tepper. Um, But the point is maybe they come out hot, you know, contradictory to the way I've kind of read the situation. And I'm not touching this game just like Titans and the Colts. You think Stella got her groove back? Maybe Stella got her groove back. Um, And Baker, by the way, when he played Desai – and it's the same tree of defensive coordinators and schematics. He scored 11 points at home against Philly. Um, we'll see. Okay? Pat's Chargers. Mm. Now, this is a game I'm interested in because uh, I teased all the Cowboys stuff with the Chargers, which is a total idiot. Bill, Bill gets to look at his new quarterback. It's just stupid. He gets zappy. He zappies it. don't no, no, know no. He gets to look at his new quarterback. Justin Herbert. And that's, and that's where I'm going, Kyle. Kyle I like that. Let Devious. me paint you a picture. Bill's going to be going like this the whole time. Just like, well, let me paint you a picture, Kyle. He's going to be shirtless out somebody's outside somebody's house in, in, uh, in, in Manhattan Beach in months. Just wait. Staley. He's he, a Hermosa guy. Yeah, he probably is. They lose this game. Which beach town do you think Bill would live in? Do you think it's Hermosa? Uh, if
1: I were to give him a beach town, I'd say, yeah, I, I would say Hermosa. Okay. If we're going proximity to where they're at.
0: Not Huntington. There's too many. No, many I mean,
1: things. really, I'd say San Clemente, which is, like, the furthest south you can go in Orange County.
0: Yeah. Like... I can see Bill on the beach, but the point is, if the Chargers lose this game, Kyle, and they don't fire Brandon Staley, like, you need to relegate them. Like, you really do. Um, them? The whole organization.
1: Wow. They're not serious, dude. You got to put those dark navy, all, all color rush navies
0: away? Because I like those. Here's the, here's the ending to the game, Kyle, that I like. They lose the game. They fire Brandon Staley. He gets on a plane, a regional jet, to Harrisonburg, Virginia, to coach JMU, where he used to coach, because Signetti just left for Indiana. Yeah, I saw and that. And then, kind of like a three-team trade, like I, Bill just gets on the plane with the Chargers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's nice. Would that be cooler? It's what? a head start. I just, you know, guys, you
1: just keep on doing what you're doing. I yeah. Just get to I mean,
0: so, and everybody's like, Bill's in the locker room. He's here to, like, congratulate us on, you know, like – Playing hard. Imagine you're
1: it. sitting in the like, back row and Bill walks back
0: instead of Brandon Staley and you're yeah. like, guys, we're on to something. Yeah, we're on to something. Get on the plane with us.
2: What Can, if what if Bill goes to JMU and he, and he's just at the at the podium and he's like Green Light correspondent," on to, could be our We're Aaron on to Rogers. next week. We're on to Aaron Troy. Rogers.
1: Bill Belichick is such a big lacrosse fan, it would be sacrilegious for him not to go to the University of Virginia.
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if Bill was our Aaron Rodgers and he was coaching at JMU and like every week? where you've had Rogers talking about healing and Dolphins mm-hmm. all year. <laughs> um, we had Bill talking about JMU football. I mean, come on. That would be crazy. It would be good. So, anyways, the funniest thing about this game was hot mic last week. Jabril Pepper's going up to Saquon Barkley after the game. You lucky we ass. Because <laughs> <laughs> they, they really are. You. They're ass. <laughs> they lost to Tommy DeVito. Maybe, maybe Zappi's the, the spark, but, like, the Pats have to lose you this lucky game. lucky we ass. Yeah, the Pats have to lose this game. They have to lose this game. You cannot afford to beat this team and get knocked up, a peg down in draft order. You just can't. But here's the last thing I'm going to say about this. Can you imagine being a free agent, choosing New England uh-huh. like Zeke? Like, and just, you're like, I'm going to New England. It's got to work out, right? Like, the he last looks couple of years. sweet. Uche, and this is um, a, a, a lesson for anybody that's judging players based on their numbers or where they are right now. Stop judging people so strictly on what they're doing right now in a system because last year this guy was he was gangbusters. Him and Judon were terrorizing people. The point is, Uche's got two sacks this year. Okay, Slater, it's his last year. Uche's a a free agent. Can you imagine like this is your year? You're coming off that year, you're like, I want to make some money. I'm getting out of here, bro. You're not two sacks this year, that sucks, and it has nothing to do with him. Uh, Matt Slater, it's his last year. Matt said earlier that this is really funny He's like a Roman that lived long enough to see the fall of the Empire. That's And the poor guy He's got this Hall of Fame level career as a special teams guy one of the best leaders of all time And this is like what he's got to finish It's a
1: good way to end though because when you're it leaves a bad taste in your mouth about playing and then you're so excited about living Exactly that
0: makes sense. You're like this sucks. I got to get out. I got to go live It's hard to walk away from something good. Yeah, you know, okay We're going to do some overrated, underrated, and we're going to get out of here. Okay, great. Whatever you're looking forward to this football season, there's one thing that pairs well with every great moment, an ice-cold Miller Light. Whether you're at the stadium playing fantasy football or watching the game at home or the bar, Miller Light is here to make your football season taste like Miller time. No matter what team you're rooting for, there's one thing we can all agree on. Football brings us together. A connection like that deserves to be celebrated, and Miller Lite wants you to celebrate with me during the NFL Conference Championships in January. Right now, Miller Lite is giving you the chance to win a trip for two to come hang out in the Green Light Studio. You'll fly out to Charlottesville, Virginia, and tune in to the NFL Conference Championships with me and the Greenlight crew. Then, you'll sit in on a live Greenlight Podcast session. Just go to MillerLite.com slash Greenlight Sweeps to enter from kickoff till the final whistle you can't go wrong with the miller light in your hand celebrate miller time with the green light podcast go to millerlight.com greenlight sweeps to enter for your chance to win no purchase necessary starts 11 6 23 and ends 12 4 23 at 11:59 p.m central time must be a legal resident of one of the 50 u.s states or washington dc 21 years of age or older Void where prohibited. See official rules at www.millerlight.com greenlightsweeps sweeps for entry, instructions, odds, prizes, and restrictions. We're going to do overrated, underrated for a couple minutes. Mm-hmm. Kyle really wanted to do this where we look at some of these great sports memories and we say, are they properly rated? Are they overrated? It started or with underrated? us
1: sitting on the couch in my parents' house and we were like, Looking at, I was looking at Instagram highlights and I was like, that was a pretty good play. Is
3: this one overrated, underrated? And then we just started doing it. All right, so first play up, Super Bowl 51, Julian Edelman's ridiculous catch.
1: Mm -hmm. Here's Edelman broken up and the pass is no sign yet. Edelman comes down with a football and they're saying it's a catch. Yeah, I mean, this this one to me is always and forever gonna be underrated. Uh, the moment of the catch, Chris, I know you had a better view of this whole deal, but the moment of this catch, the difficulty of it, the number of Falcons around him, uh, and then just the game of inches here. And here's the slow-mo. He's floating. He has to regain his balance, stay centered, get his body going forward, and just get that finger underneath the football. I mean, it's, it's like the most incredible play I've ever seen maybe. You think it's the most incredible play? Well,
0: I mean, play. it's up there. What down was it again? That whole game was fucking. A, a flash, a blur? It was just a blur, dude. All I, when I think about this game, all I think about is sounds. First and, and 10, two and a half to go. That's the thing about it. Like, he bailed out his buddy. You know, like, very rarely do you get to bail out the goat. Like, you know, and I know he's done this more than once, but Tom threw it right to the guy on the Falcons. And it is first and 10. Okay, it's that final drive. I always, in my head, thought this was like fourth down. Yeah. You know, because it's just so, everything felt so desperate on this drive. It was like you just could not believe you were back in the game. And the chances of us doing it, it was like, something's got to not break our way, right? Because for 30 minutes, everything's been going our way. I mean, just the the hand strength to be able to secure
1: that football there.
3: It's I think not, it's properly rated. It's not like he's unabated. I think it's. I think it's underrated. I mean I think it's one of the greatest plays in the history of sports. It's one of the, greatest, one of the greatest plays, plays in, the in the history of sports. Absolutely. I think it's properly right Well now. fucking said, Matt.
0: Not to take anything away from Jules, I think it's properly rated. Right okay, and the next
3: one. This right. one You oh, guys I mean, might you guys might remember this one. Cody Parker Cody Parkey double doink game.
1: 43 yard attempt from the right hash mark.
2: Sybil.
0: Kyle, you're not gonna like this. So they called timeout first. You're not gonna like this at all, Kyle. What do you think I'm gonna say? I'm gonna say underrated. I'll say underrated too. Yeah, as a Chicago Bear, you say underrated. I'll say
1: underrated, and not because it's like a cool moment, but because this is like one of the best teams that the Bears have had in a long time. A it's big very opportunity. And this is just such a bearish moment. Uh, you know, for a lot of young fans, this was the last time they got to see the Bears have success was this season. It was a fun team to watch. You get to this moment. And you know what? I'm going to tease something. Chris and I are going to probably break this game down. Yeah. At some point, we might watch this game like we're doing a live watch or something. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, for me, it's underrated uh, because of the effect it had on the league afterwards. Have, mean, have we Matt it? Nagy's coaching career, Cody Parkey's yeah. life, uh, I mean, a lot of guys. That was the end of the road for him. And then, Coach Nagy went from coach of the year to being fired in like
0: sixteen months. Dude, I only had like sixty more minutes of football after this in my career. I mean, it's just feels like yesterday, but it's been six, seven years and or five years. And I, I, Kyle, I thought I killed Trubisky early <laughs> on this drive. I thought I just leveled him, and I was like, "There's no way he got that ball." He's off. a tough sucker. And he just fucking drilled that strike, and I thought, oh, my God, this is where – because we were 4-6. and six. We felt like for a while, yeah, we're one of those teams that couldn't handle the Super Bowl. And then the turnaround we had to get in, we by this game, we thought we could win it all. Yeah. You know, and then we went to New Orleans. The way your week. defense was playing yeah. was unreal. Yeah. It was a physical group of dogs. It was fun. Uh, I think it's underrated because it's just—it's pure craziness, dude. I haven't seen a
3: single double doink since. Maybe just it's let happened. this one run. Yeah. All right, uh, John Hel- Elway's helicopter run against the Packers.
1: Inside the ten, head first, he dies oh, inside oh, the oh, five-yard line. Yeah. yeah.
3: Elway spun
1: around, but it's
2: first and goal. A gain of eight. He wanted that first down. And I tell you what—if you want to tell me the 37-year-old man doesn't want to win this game, man. that sacrifice, oh man. The greatest eight-yard run in Super Bowl history by John Elway. You
1: got Reggie White running the hump up there on the le- on the right tackle, Shanahan. Mike Shanahan. Yeah, I mean, it almost looks a bit Mahomes this year. Um, I'd say it's properly rated, but it's a it's a play that's ahead of its time, uh, maybe in some sense. John Elway was bigger, faster, stronger than you could ever imagine. By all accounts of guys that played against him. So this, this hit is like took a toll on the defense as much as it took a toll on John. But the Here, ground is the hardest part.
0: Here's what I love the, about this play, dude. And like we all remember, well, I was a little older than you, so I remember watching this game. But when you hear my dad talk about John Elway, he was like, dude, the guy you saw in the 90s was not the John Elway that I knew. Mm-hmm. The, and John Elway in the 90s is a bad man. But what he meant by that was like this guy was – hell on two legs like he could get out of any situation he could tuck the ball and run it big athletic guy and more than anything john elway just seems like central casting movie character yeah like if you did in any given sunday two he could be cap he could be that dude right he's the catcher from major league and he's in that look at look you've got it paused here look at his face yeah Eyes eyes wide open he's gonna get hit by three motherfuckers He's not what he once was.
3: 37 years He's old. He's 37
0: years old. He's my age. He, I'm 38. Like, I can't imagine being at that stage, the, the long road he had had, and getting to this moment, and you're, you're just like, hey, fuck it. I'm still that guy, even though you're not. So you know? underrated. Under, it might, maybe not be underrated, but this is a, to me, I'm just, I'm moved by this play. Yeah, you know? same. This play
3: moves me. It's like movie stuff look at
0: that fucking face look at his face dude he looks like the bronco
3: uh overrated all right famous catch joe montana to dwight clark
2: they six yards away from pontiac third and three we'll see a pickup sometime on the right side possibly montana looking looking throwing in the end zone clark caught
3: it! dwight clark let's take so a look famous, at it. it's called the catch okay
1: the catch. Montana rolls right. Montana's got this? options. Nobody's
0: open. I saw this play last week.
3: <laughs> I saw this play five
0: times last week. Okay, it's a good catch. Um, that's, One yeah. of the most overrated plays in NFL history. God rest his soul, Dwight Clark was a legend and made a lot of big catches. Mm-hmm. And this was a huge catch. But some people are going to tell me this is like one of the greatest plays in NFL history. I don't believe you. They smoked so much heroin and crack after. Yeah, I was like, bro, <laughs> uh, how, are you, how are you telling me? I mean, the nostalgia of it is brilliant. And it's two it's of the, the charter franchise kind Baffle of. Beville Conway cool. for sure. I mean, it's Cowboys and fucking. It's, that is a Beville Conway winner. And there's so many great players on the field, right? But I've seen this catch seven times over the last 10 days. <sighs>
1: That's on, that, that's
0: on you. You can slide up. Yeah, I'm watching too much football. I can slide a – I can barely slide an index card under him. He did
1: a good job. It was an athletic play, but it wasn't, you know.
3: We got a bunch of other things overrated. that should be called the catch rather than this. Okay, keep going. Yeah. All right, the uh, 2001 divisional round, this is the tuck rule play. Blitz.
2: Lost the football. It's on the ground. Covered by the red.
3: Charles Woodson with the hit on Brady, arm going forward.
0: This is like one of those butterfly effect things, dude. Man, mm. like I, I don't know what happens in New England <laughs> if they don't get this call. I mean, it's it's a call that at the time you had to you had to actually change the rule, be more specific about it. But like I just cannot believe what it led to. It led, I was in the
1: hotel room dynasty. I was in the hotel room with dad in LA. Really? When this happened, and I just remember how pissed he was in that moment, you know, like oh, yeah. as a Raider, yeah. he was frustrated. What do you think about the call? I don't, you know, I was young. What year was this? Uh, Two thousand one. I was 12, twelve year old. I mean, I think, I think he didn't know what to make of it. It was something
0: that we had never really diagnosed in the moment like that, right? People still take this play really personally. Charles Woodson. Yeah, I mean, so in that way, it's it's properly rated because yeah. Because this is this is something that's haunted people. It's changed trajectories. It's like, at this point, Tom Brady... And the snow Tom makes Brady. the image burn into your head even more. Oh, just Bevel Conway out the ass, dude, at the old stadium. And it's against
3: Oakland. Followed it, by one of the most clutch kicks in NFL history. Yeah, I
0: mean, like, there was so much at the end of this game. I mean, Jake Elliott in the fucking rain the other yeah. night from 61, I don't know where he hit this kick from, but that snow is like, it's... It's like C-Bass? Rick, Rick it James's
3: living room out there. <laughs> Or was it uh All right, so like, this is Malcolm Butler picking off Russell Wilson to win the Super Bowl.
1: Play clock at five.
0: Pass is intercepted at the goal line by Malcolm Butler. So this is underrated because everybody makes this about the decision— But when you hear about the preparation that went into this play. He knew it was coming. I don't know that there's a play in Patriots history to me that epitomizes what they're about more than this play. You're just more prepared than the other team. You're better coached. You know where to be. You beat him to the spot out of that stack. And to take the ball off of him, that collision, the magnitude of the game. I got a story for you, Kyle. I was in uh, Mexico uh, with Sam Bradford and the Seahawks. Uh, Not our friends, you know, like I got so tired of I was in Miami the year before Drunk as shit in the hotel room didn't want to go out after that Super Bowl where they beat the Broncos up I was like this isn't fair. We beat these guys this year. What the fuck? Yeah And then and we're sitting here in hotel rooms watching this game The very next year I'm in Mexico Danny Amendola is our boy like we got some friends on this team and I'm screaming up and down like I never knew I'd be on the Patriots at one point, but I was the biggest Patriots fan, and I really appreciated what they did as an organization and as a dynasty. This was an incredible game, and nothing encapsulates the Pats more than this, this play. And
1: this is a play that people forget there was a second and goal. It's not a fourth and goal. You've yeah. got to have it. So yeah. when people say, well, you know, they should have ran it on fourth and goal. I'm like, buddy, it was second and goal. So, You're going to
0: have to have another play.
1: Yeah,
3: that's right. tough titties. Definitely tough underrated. titties. All right, the miracle in Miami where. Gronk didn't take the angle? Yeah, we have Gronk in, a uh, defensive back. Ten seconds left.
0: Cut. Tannehill will throw it. And this will end it after the shovel, or will it? Miami running around, circling. Oh, look out!
2: Gronkowski didn't have the angle! Tucks out! Oh, Canyon Drake!
0: Somebody said... This one's underrated. Speaking of people that run funny, and I'm one of those people, but uh, they said Aiden Hutchinson runs like Waluigi. Like big Somebody arms. said that. I was like, big oh. Big arms, high knees. Bro, it's crazy, dude. But Gronk, the same... <laughs> Look at Gronk. He can't, <coughs> he can't get going. He's got that 40-pound brace on his left uh, I mean, he knew, he knew at the end there that he didn't have the angle. Like, oh, Let's call the people out that changed speeds 10 years later. Come back, come back to the beginning. I want to see you change speeds here. Okay, who could have made this play? Oh, that's a bad missed tackle. That, oh. That whole front. Somebody's standing there is that 70.
1: Oh. Uh, 70 change oh, speeds.
0: I think it's underrated, man. 70. I think it's an underrated play. Any play that there's zeros on the clock. I got Ted Larson's in there. Run it back for a second. Number oh, Ted 62, Larson's in Ted there. Ted
1: Larson, just right there. Watch 62. Find him. He's out front. Big block. Big block. Larson hustling like a motherfucker
3: down there. Too.
0: Damn, dude. Gronk looked like he was stuck in cement. Underrated.
3: Oh. Minneapolis miracle. Underrated. Vikings down one with 10 seconds to go. Out of field goal range.
2: Keenum's going to try to work the ball on the boundary. Keenum steps into it. Pass is caught. Oh!
0: Has anybody checked on this kid? The Utah kid, the, this, this this uh, was he, corner of safety for the, oh, yeah. the Saints? Where What's he doing he? now?
2: He's actually starting safety in Baltimore. How the turn's tabled. And this is when I
0: talk about the flip, the two sides of a coin of being a pro, pro athlete. And everybody says, oh, you got it so easy, you make all this money, all this stuff. This is a job where you can make a mistake okay. and your entire life changes and you never live it down. And I said this again to the UVA guys last week. I'm like, I've been in Super Bowls, man. And I still think about like that Eagles Super Bowl as like a, damn it. Cause I was this close. I think about the stuff I was this close to doing, you know, like this close to taking the ball off Tom twice. I'll never live it down. You know, I could have had a strip sack. I could have been the second BG in that game. Mm-hmm. And instead of thinking about it, just like, awesome, part of me will never live those little moments down, even though we won. Can you imagine this happening to you, Kyle? No. I mean, it's fucking, it changes your whole life, dude. No. And that's the flip side of the coin of being a pro athlete. Yeah, this guy's got money, but does he feel good at night when his head hits the pillow? This stuff changes your life, man. And this play was incredible. Underrated. And Joe Buck's call was awesome. Joe Buck is the goat. Also, let me say this one thing. Is it? The Vikings, they always are on the other side of that shit. Oh, yeah. So it was good that their fans got something like that. And what they got out of that was fucking ass kicking <laughs> very next week. Just a fucking
3: ass kicking. All right. Next up, we got the Music City Miracle. Buffalo versus Tennessee.
0: Do the Titans have a miracle left in them in what has been a magical season to this point? If they do, they need it now. Christie kicks it high and short going to be fielded by Lorenzo Neal at the 25. Yeah, pitches it, this- it back to Wychek. He throws it across the field to Dyson. He's got something. He's 40, got something. 50, He's got 40, it. He's got it.
1: 20, 20, 10, He's got
0: five, it. in zone. Touchdown Titans. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. I mean, the audacity to throw the ball across the field on a kickoff return, I guess. Two yards there's, forward. There's a fullback catch. Look at these pad monsters with the ball on kickoff return. This is back in the wedge days. Was so that had Dyson some, that caught it? Yep. Uh-huh. He had some dinosaurs out there. And, like, you want to talk about changing speeds? I am talking
1: talk about hustles.
0: There was no changing speeds here because the playoffs were on the line. I think it's properly rated.
1: Playoffs were on the line. They I, call it
0: a miracle. I didn't know that. He has a playoff game. They call it a miracle. That's one I'll never forget where I was. If it's a miracle, it's probably properly rated. Even though I just called the, the Minnesota miracle overrated
3: underrated. All right. This one you might recall, Eagles pick six to tie the Vikings in the NFC Championship.
1: Four men on the rush. Keenum throws. He's picked. Patrick Robinson back the other way. Looking for a block. Gets it. Robinson for
0: the touchdown. Can you turn the volume up? I get chills every time I hear Joe Buck. Four men on the rush. Hey watch, I think I can recite the whole thing. Four four men on the rush. Hit as he throws, looking for a block. He gets one. Oh, turn the fucking call on, dude. I got chills. I mean, listen, I can't really say what this is because I was in the play. So I Nolan's the Philly guy.
3: Unbelievable! You I get chills too, bro. Amazing! I was jumping up and cheering on the couch. And then from that point forward, we were unstoppable. The doors off. We yeah. were unstoppable,
0: dude. And sometimes it just takes something like that. And I just the best part of that play for me, and I never it never fails watching Ron Darby get blown up in the corner. Oh!
1: Four men on the rush.
0: He yeah, you can hear a guy. That's like Looking for a block. Looking for a
1: block. Gets one. Robinson for the
0: touchdown. Oh, hey, bro. And Nigel, when when he gets in the tunnel, the guys are in that tunnel, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, the guys are in that tunnel. Nigel's just punching him fucking <laughs> assaulting him like guys are so excited they're just hitting each other in the tunnel dude there's se- there's uh there's um what do you call those guys the 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 yellow jersey it's ushers the ushers they're going nuts dude they're going yeah 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 dude i'm so lucky to be on the Nobody. field i God, love that, that it gets
3: blown up on the block but usher. it's a great block. Oh.
0: yeah yeah it was i think
3: it's i don't know right that? The immaculate interception. James this, Harrison's pick from the gun.
0: Steelers show blitz. Here they
3: come. He gets it away and
0: it's picked off at the
1: goal line. There's a flag thrown on the run back. James Harrison to run it back and Harrison is past midfield. Harrison going down the sideline. Harrison still on his feet. Harrison is going to go all the way. And waiting for the official to get there, touchdown is signaled.
0: It's one of the greatest. Well, underrated, underrated, <laughs> underrated. What you said about Julian the, Edelman's catch, this is how I feel about this. If this you play. knew how
1: big and how strong James Harrison is, if you knew how hard it is to run any distance with pads on. This is the game. If you knew how hard he's straining right there.
0: They end up winning this game on one of the greatest catches I've ever seen. That play is still not as good as this this play. San
1: Antonio
3: um, Holmes San Antonio Holmes Funny Portiano. you should that I got that right here Washington outside
1: left Roethlisberger Has time Throws to the back of the end zone And in
0: and and santonio i saw him this offseason. nice guy cool as shit. i played with him in chicago he's cool as shit. i was like really blown away by how cool he was but that like be the catch like a regular guy yeah this catch is insane you want to talk about dwight clark this is nothing compared to this fucking catch like, can
1: you imagine if dwight clark did this back but, then what would they have called it oh <laughs> the alien
0: <laughs> alien <were> like, one <laughs> I, it, <laughs> the whole stadium oh I pan to the crowd so I think what's crazy about this play, not just from a quality of, like, the interception return for a touchdown, it's insane. Like, it's an incredible return. Kurt Warner. It's a great play. It's Kurt Warner. Okay? And then on top of that, (laughs) what? Just thinking about Kurt Warner. (laughs) Well, listen, the guy shit on me when I made the top 100. I made the top 100. I had 13 sacks, led the league in pressures. I come in at 82, and they come out of the top 100, Kyle. And they go, any comments on any of these guys? And Kurt's up there at the desk. He's like, yeah, Chris Long's not even a top 15 defensive end. I don't know how he made this It's unbelievable. As I've gone about being a, an analyst, and I think about things that, like, people said about me that bothered me, mm-hmm. I just try not to, to shortchange people like that. So, yeah, it doesn't bother me that it was Kurt at all. But, but Go the, Steelers. The, Here we go. But the play is incredible, dude. And the fact that it's before the half, it's 10-7. I don't even know who got the ball out of the half, but the two-for-one here, the, the, it's a 14-point swing in a Super Bowl. You just don't see that. You do not see that. It's incredible.
1: James Harrison's too damn big.
0: Uh-oh.
1: And they're going to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles, touchdown.
0: So, I'm definitely not going to say Philly Specials underrated. It's properly rated.
1: Properly rated. It's special. okay.
0: On one hand, like it took a lot of nuts, but we all knew Doug had the the, the stones. We were up in this game. I felt like we were going to win this game um, at the half. In the second half, they came out and just picked us apart. But I mean, it's become a. It's like a. It's like folklore. It really is. And some sometimes it's like they wrote the movie like sometimes it really does feel like the script and this year it felt like the script to me and i was a part of it but as sometimes you were looking up at different turns in this run and you were like this is this is the shit that makes people say they play these games in hangers because it just,
3: had you personally seen them practice this play
0: fuck yeah, yeah. i'm sure i saw them practice it and i was like what are we going to run that yes <laughs> you know and then guys on the sideline, you know how it travels? Yeah, like, like, anything, they like, don't say anything, don't they? are like, don't say anything. We're, we're running don't. it. We're running we're it. Running. You know, like, mm-hmm. and, and then everybody huddles, but you don't want to huddle too close. It's going to look like we know what you're but, you know, just going for it on fourth down, period, at the end of the half. Like, Nick, Doug earned Nick's his –
3: idea to make the play call. And,
0: and that encapsulated Doug as a coach. Yeah. Not only the balls to do it, but the, the, the not having an ego.
3: Gives you confidence, I imagine. Yeah. All right, so we got the helmet catch from our guy, David Tyree. Pressure
1: from Thomas off the edge, Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field, it is caught by Tyree, inside the 25, and a timeout taken.
0: You know what, here's what's underrated about it. Eli Manning. Eli yes. Manning. And, and the fact that like you want to talk about things that haunt you, The guys that missed him on this sack, I think about missed sacks in big situations that I've had, none close to this. This is one of the most incredible escapes by a quarterback that I've ever seen. Especially one that can't run. Yeah, and relative to the dude, I mean. But that's the only way that he could escape some is that he has to go backwards. He got slung out of it. He went backwards.
2: And also his offensive line not quitting on the block. I'd say properly rated.
1: Properly rated. But the underrated part is the Eli part. Yeah, people and
0: think about the catch, but it's about the escape and also you had to score a touchdown. So this wasn't the end of it. You know, it's, it's just insane. That game was crazy. I remember being in college and this is when I rooted against the Pats because my college coach was Al Groh who made us do everything the Pats did, including mm-hmm. wearing those ugly socks. This was before I became like a defender of the Pats during my career, mm-hmm. wrote an article about deflate gate and why I didn't think it was a big deal. I've had like an up-and-down relationship with that team. But at this point, I was a Mellow Mushroom, screaming my fucking head off, 23 years old, rooting for the Giants.
3: All right, a named play, Beastquake.
2: Crowd silent now, as opposed to when the Saints have the ball. Oh, look at this run! What a run! Marshawn Lynch! Still oh. on his feet! Has blockers now! He's dancing his way! For the touchdown!
0: This one of the best awesome. plays in history. It's one of the best plays in history.
1: Another you don't realize how strong
0: big fast guys are until you see them. Count the broken tackles, count the the changing speeds. This play registered on the Richter scale. Okay, say no more, dude. And the grabbing your 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 twig and berries, jumping into the fucking end zone is like a nice touch too. And the fact that it's the end of this game, they're sealing the game, and nothing's more Seattle than being like, Hey, we're gonna run it down your throat. Mm-hmm. In this era, you know, and this was when they were getting started. You know the reason, Kyle, they're in this game. Do you know? No. Cause we lost to Charlie Whitehurst. Mm. We were both seven and nine. Right. We had a chance to go. This is the wild card game. We were six in whatever, or whatever, whatever it was. Yeah. No, this is the wild card game. So, in the NFC West, two seven win teams were vying for the NFC West to win the division. So, <laughs> these guys end up winning at the division, hosting a playoff game, and doing this. And if we hadn't blown that spot, there's no beast quake. There might not be a Seattle run like they had. I mean, this, this, so you're welcome. For that. That play is unbelievable. Um, Look at Drew getting his helmet up. Just incredible. Just the the, the, the... the Too much will, dude. This guy had such a strong willpower. I have a fucking plate in my hand from trying to arm tackling him. <laughs> you know, like, he, he's just one of the best to ever do it. And this play is folklore. Low lore. feet. Underrated. If Low any.
1: feet. Underrated. And hassle back in there to celebrate. Yep.
0: Final play of the game.
3: This fucking play right here, dude. Kevin Dyson stopped one yard short. Is incredible.
0: This is an incredible tackle. This is
3: London Fletcher's team.
0: There's four seconds left on the clock. The St. Louis Rams are Fletch, playing the Tennessee Titans. Now, I guess the only thing about it is, like, this would have forced overtime, right? It's not like you wouldn't have lost the game. But the fact that M- Mike Jones, Kyle.
3: mm-hmm
0: Who? Mike Jones, when Mike Jones became a rapper, the other Mike Jones, my dad used to be like, I know Mike Jones. Played with Mike Jones. <laughs> Played with Mike Jones. But anyways, this play, uh, having to make a tackle of this magnitude in the red zone at the goal line. A he's Steve on, McNair strike, too. He's on his back hip, Kyle. And you talk about heroes, like that guy should never buy another anything in St. Louis.
3: Best moment in St. Louis sports history
0: you think that one right there
3: it's a little bittersweet now that they've left they might say cardinals 2011 but for me it's this
0: and i feel for fish you know because in georgia she was so young uh but like for fish because fish has this reputation that some people want to say like oh, he's just okay coach or whatever like if if there's a tackle broken there he's a super bowl winning coach mm-hmm. it just changes your whole reputation it changes the whole you're absolutely right and 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 those are the things that have nothing to do with maybe the play you called or what what you got yourself into, like what scheme, like whatever. It was, it's just about the players on the field and it ends up reflecting his legacy, right? But you could have been an OT with a chance to win that game, but Mike Jones. That is wild. Yeah.